I am Yurima Karama. prosperity salutations this is another mastermind alliance room i am yurima karama we got the team up here we got the empress goddess black lava spice we got the king god himself wealth and we got the king god himself deep ivory and of course i have my new energy I have my new energy on for that protection because this stream could, let me tell you something, this stream could get, the shit could get real. We always have to have the protection, even during these live streams. And we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're also going to talk about the, the, the dress code, the correlation between the dress code of the 1950s and presently. And we think uh, Brother Wealth because Brother Wealth came up with this. And I think it's an, a very important topic, especially with what we're, we're seeing right now. And uh, peace to the gods and goddesses over here on IG that are getting in, that are chiming in. Uh, and also we want to uh, delve into a little bit of uh, the critical race theory uh, along with this, because I think it's a great tie in uh, for what's currently going on. But before we go there, uh, uh, if this is your first time rocking with Yurima uh, Karama, rocking with the uh, Mastermind Alliance room, I am Yurima Karama. Uh, you can tap in by going to my webpage, www.yurimakarama.com. Uh, to download my app and you'll want to download that app because they tend to block me on certain social media outlets. Uh, they just recently blocked me on uh, Facebook again for the umpteenth time. I'm not mad at them, no, because uh, if any one of them get on my app, they get blocked for life. So they're doing they're just blocking me for 30 days. I can accept it. Uh, I definitely get treated better by my enemy than I would ever treat them. So uh, total annihilation. Yeah. Uh, but in any case, yeah, you can lock in www.your RimaKarama.com. Also, make sure you are connected with our Unity Walk organization, uh, www.theunitywalk.com. <clears throat> and we have our major uh, main national Unity Walk, which is next next month, July 22nd through the 25th. We'll be in the home of Black Wall Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, so uh, if you would like to come out for that event, that's July 22nd through the 25th. We will be in the... Uh, in the uh, Black Wall Street district, we're going to there's some tours that we're going to that's going to happen. Uh, family's going to get together and we're going to build and some other beautiful things that are going to happen at that time. So uh, for those that have inboxed, I think I have get, gotten you the itinerary for our event. So you kind of know what's going on for those that are traveling in. Uh, also, um, also check out our um page uh, because we are doing uh, the vitamins at this time as well. So get your vitamins. Uh, you can order directly from us, uh, your black vitamins uh, by Olayinka, and uh, you can get those. We currently have uh, vitamin C, vitamin D3, and vitamin zinc, and uh, we will be tapping more into that. Um, and before I 
before I go uh, into uh, before I go into this, I want to give um, because uh, this is a beautiful we have a such a beautiful team. I love everybody in this room, particularly on this stage. Um, and I love the energy. So I want to give each member. We'll start with the goddess first, Black Lava Spice. I want to give each member a chance to introduce themselves and kind of uh Tell tell the audience what you're doing, uh, what products you're selling, what you're doing, how they can tap into your brand. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, just promote yourself right now. This is that time. Um, my name is Black Lava. Um, I do want to go into becoming like a natural path therapist. Um, so I'm currently like prepared for that. I'm a mother of two boys and I'm just a warrior. But when I do have anything um, going on, obviously I will be in a position to promote myself. For now, that's about it. Thank you, Empress. I appreciate that. And uh, wealth. What's good with you? Uh, did wealth get cut? Um, Wait, I think I'm back. Yep, I'm back. You're back. You're yes. back. Okay. Peace, peace, family. How y'all doing? Peace, God. This is this is wealth. Uh, wealth on the small apartment on IG. Peace. Um, I'm a husband of 18 years, father of four. I'm a I'm a business coach. Uh, couples and power couples and business coach. Me and my wife Chanel. Um, we coach couples on how to improve on their skills in their relationship and then show them how those same skill sets transfer into building a prosperous business all right and um, i'm also a financial coach uh, glad to be on the stage with you king and the queen thank you thank you for that wealth appreciate that peace in the room is the ivory uh creator artist ceo of new energy uh, for those on IG, it's uh, spelled N-U-I-N-N-E-R-G. Uh, for those on Clubhouse, you can click my bio to see some of my work. I create copper and crystal jewelry as well as organize and other metaphysical tools. I also have a brand that I, I'd like you all to look out for entitled Crystals and Pistols. Uh, and the uh, the tagline to that is to, to stay protected physically and metaphysically. So tap in, tap in. All right. Awesome. Uh, thank you, D. Uh, and I want to kind of I want to go into this before we, and then we'll go into the um, we'll go into the um, we'll go into the uh, correlation between the dress code, because I think it's so I think it's such a relevant subject at this time. Um, so you got a few things going on right now. Um, of course, you got um, and this is why this is why um, black women. <laughs> but, but, but uh, really, and really by right, uh, I think you need to be able to separate real men from the fake. But I get it. I get the the lack of respect that you would have for uh, for uh, the nigga males who uh, think that it's a win that a white man got twenty two, a white boy got twenty two, two and a half years. Um, I, I I can see why you why you look at. Why you look at some some black males as trash? I I get it. 
we're, we're looking from 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 the vantage point of our view. We're looking at the same picture because I'm looking at him as some trash too. Uh, your Al Sharpton types and and those and those clowns. Uh, but make no mistake about it, all of us aren't cut from that cloth. Um, that's definitely not a win. But it does show the agenda that's being pushed, and it also shows the uh, level of defeatism that many niggas. Uh, particularly in the male class, have that they would accept the fact that uh, the white boy that uh, supposedly killed a guy by putting his knee on his neck, uh, that uh, quite honestly is yet to be determined. But in any case, in any case, because uh, psyops are real, we're not, we're not going to play with that. But in any case, um, yeah, you have every right to feel how you feel about certain, uh, uh, about certain black men. Or black males, because there's a difference between black men and black males. Uh, male simply just means that they have a penis and uh, that sort of thing. Uh, doesn't mean that they've actually moved into any level of manhood. Uh, so you got that going on. Uh, people ask me if I watched it. No, I don't. I don't watch that kind. I don't even partake in that foolishness, especially when you already know the outcome and you know the system that you're dealing with. There's never any reason to really partake in that uh, because we understand the system of white racism. Um, so before we go into, I want to clear something up before we actually go into the correlation between the dress code of the 1950s and now. Um, so let me see here, um, because I'm sure that I'm sure that uh, there will be some people that report back. There will be some people that report back. There will be people that that see this video, particularly on IG, and I want them I want them to get the the message loud and clear. Um, and because I know that they'll probably see this. Um, so for, uh, let me see, divine African, uh, slash Femi nine for divine African slash Femi nine. Let me see here. So, uh, for the ones that uh, get on and get this message. Uh, thank you, D. I appreciate that because I definitely, uh, we definitely got to make that happen. So, Divine African slash Femi 9. Um, let me see here. Let's start. You're talking about me. I see the video of that bitch ass. Talking about Yurima Karama, I see the video of that bitch ass floating around on my timeline. He's such a hypocrite. He's all over the place. How you gonna quote African liberation in down Africa at the same time? I didn't, for, I didn't forget about his hypocrisy. Then the comments. Sweet Honey B41 shaking my head. Ran with it. Mr. Look It Up was trashing the motherland? True. Why three? What did he say about Ghana? I know he, I know he be talking that melanated indigenous garbage. Divine African Femme. Divine African Femme 9. 
He said Ghana was no better than the white man because they sold us into slavery and need to give African-American reparations. It didn't matter to him that Ghana was already trying to make up for what our ancestors had done. All that mattered to him is that they sold us into slavery. Ya Ankara Khan. I met him, liked him, but broke from him perhaps a couple of years now for not contextualizing the they sold us into slavery narrative. That was straight out of FBA ADOS handbook. I stopped following him on all platforms. Oh, and I also got tired of the pain porn. I want to know the realities of our conditions, but to only do that will kill you true. Why P3? I stopped following him when he said he was against interracial dating marriage. <laughs> true. Why P3? Said I stopped following him when he said he was against interracial dating marriage. <laughs> Thank you. You saved me from blocking your bitch ass. Because had I known, I definitely would have blocked you. But uh, let's move on. Uh, let's keep going. I love this. Laughing my ass off. Uh, let me see what else. Unbutu Bio. I was just telling a sister that he'd been moving suspect lately. He even was believing that Harriet Tubman is fake. This bullshit. <laughs> Check out my mellow says I had a little incident with him a couple of years ago. He put out some misinformation and I politely corrected it. He politely told me in so many words he didn't care about being wrong. Knew he was an egotistical clown then. I hate motherfuckers. And then it gets cut. Uh, let me see here. And then it goes on. Then it goes on. The point I want to say, point I want to say is, is so let me let me set the record straight. Um, and I'll set it straight in Yurima Karama terms. I wear these crystals because I have a certain energy about me, uh, which means that everybody that made that made their comments, um, yeah, you can suck a dick, a big fat dick at that. So let's start there. Let me start there. Yep, you can suck a dick. Uh, now, let's contextualize what the fuck I said, because, yeah, the Pan-Africanist movement, them niggas was mad at Yurima Karama, because I said, and it's interesting because I had, when I said that there should be no white man on the planet that should get reparations before me, or, 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 or should be able to get access to African resources before I do. It's funny because when we had Ola Yinka on the show, Ola Yinka agreed completely. But when I made that, when I made that comment on Twitter, I think it was last year or the year before last, the Pan-Africanist came at me. What I said about Ghana is that I shouldn't have to pay to travel to Ghana since since they've admittedly apologized to being part of the slave trade, I said that my fucking plane ticket should not cost $2,500, that I should be able to fly for free. 
That's what the fuck I said. Um, so, because I know that there are people who say that they have unfollowed me, but nosy motherfuckers like to tap in. And because I know that nosy motherfuckers like to tap in, because this is a soap opera to a lot of these motherfuckers out here. So I make this statement. Again, I revert back to my first statement I made. Yeah, you can suck a fat dick. But even more so, even more so, if you don't like what I said, if you don't like what I said, because because you can't tell me one resource that any of you niggas own and control in a Kevulon right now while you talking. You can't tell me one resource that any one of you niggas own, control, or operate. Ain't near one of you niggas making phones over in a Kebulon with that cobalt coltan. Ain't near one of you niggas went over there to help build a goddamn nuclear warhead so that you could provide protection for the fucking government and for the for the for the countries over there. And the reason I know why none of you niggas done done that is because none of them black sellout governments would allow you to do no shit like that. So nigga, when I tell you you can get a dick, I stand on that nigga, and I mostly move by myself, nigga. So if you don't like what the fuck I said, bitch niggas, my question is always the same. And it's been the same since 2012 when I started this shit. Nigga, what the fuck you gonna do about it? I move freely through this country, nigga, and I ain't hard to find. Nigga, what you gonna do about it? Because one thing we know you ain't gonna do is you ain't gonna blow my ass up with a nuclear warhead because you don't own none, nigga. Now run and tell your massa, run and tell your Ghanaian massa, I said that nigga, and I still stand on my shit. I'll never pay no $2,500 after you done admitted that you sold people into fucking slavery. My ticket should be free, nigga. Now we can get on with the show, bitch niggas. And like I said, I know you're going to watch this because you niggas is nosy. You really love Yurima Karama. You just mad that you can't do the shit that I do. You mad you ain't got the fucking swag I got, nigga. You scared. You niggas ain't got the voice I got. Because I say what the fuck needs to be said. And I say what the fuck I want. And a lot of these niggas don't like that because they cowards. They got a corporate job to go to. I ain't got one. So now to the correlation between the dress code of the 1950s and present day. Wealth, you want to start us off? <laughs> wow, peace. <laughs> that was uh that that was that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was real. All right. Hey, it can be both at the same time, Queen. <laughs> uh, I, I, I just, wow. All right. Hey, what was said was said. I guess if somebody got an issue with it, they'll, they'll come and speak their piece. But uh, mm -hmm. right now, the dress code, the correlation between the dress code 1950s and now, you know, uh, I definitely think that we've, we've fallen. We've fallen, and, and, and there is, and, and nothing that happens, or, or should I say very little that happens to us as a people here in this country is by happenstance, right? A lot of this stuff on, on the highest level is orchestrated, right? And um, 
When you look at black communities and black people in the 1950s, you, you see, number one, more families, more, more married households. Okay, that's what you see. You see a higher standard of ethics and morality. Right. And those things contributed to a strength, a power that we had as a community. Now, granted, we were still living in, in segregation, Jim Crow and all that back then. But we had a power as a community. Right. That we did not rely heavily on the white man to su su supply us with anything with little to no things we we did we we had to we had to we had to provide for ourselves we had to take care of ourselves and part of that part of the 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 the, the effect that 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 pride in ourselves had like how you dress if you look at the men they were they were in suits or slacks and the women were dressed you know modestly now those women were still beautiful if you look at every generation you see the same faces it's like we recycle. You see the same faces. If somebody looked like you in a picture in 1950, right? Looks just like you. Same body type, same face, same everything, right? Mm. But they dressed modestly because they didn't have to show their precious things to the whole world. That was reserved for the people that, that they were most intimate with, right? And as, as, as men in our community, we carried ourselves with, with a certain level of pride. We took pride in how we got dressed and, and how we presented ourselves to the world and to our community. You know what I mean? And I'm not speaking from some kind of high tower when I say this, but over the generations, because I recognize I am a part, I played a part in that, right? My generation too, hmm. right? Gradually, they made it popular we accepted them making it popular for us to slowly degrade our self-image right slowly degrade our self-image right we was talking about it a few a few rooms back where you know back in the 90s we, we would sag but it'd be on the hips it'd be on the hips instead of down by your knees right <laughs> but the pants started coming off the waist right until you're showing out your whole your whole butt Right, you're showing out your whole butt, and and I don't know if you watch the Animal Kingdom, but when you show your butt to another male, you submit it, right? Uh, I don't know if you, you you've seen that before, but mm. when animals show their butt to another male, male animals they they actually submit into that other male. They're they're recognizing that other male is dominant, right? Um, and and some people will go, oh, it's just a it's just a trend. Right. And, and I guess that's a that's a that's a side effect of the way they teach us to think here in America. Very polarized way of thinking where if someone says one thing about a subject and you say something else, immediately the both of you fall into this. Well, one got to be true and one got to be false. This is an extreme way of thinking. Mm. Right. We don't we don't think that the two things can be true at the same time. Yes, it's a different fashion, but it's the fashion productive and constructive personally and to the community at large. Right. Mm. So when, when you look at the the, the, the the fact that women were modest back then, but they got married more back then and families stuck together more back. And I saying that's the only thing, but you've got to look at the correlation. The numbers were higher. The numbers were higher. You know what I mean? Like black men, they they they, they didn't have the big time corporate white man jobs that that few might have today. Because I say few, because few is you know 
they that's by design too that they promote the black woman over the black man in their world so that that they can consistently dig at the black man's pride and and his esteem right even to his own woman right but back then we had our own we started our own businesses right we had a community full of business owners and who wasn't a business owner work for a black business owner Hmm. Right. And in turn would end up learning that skill set from that black business owner and may go off and start a similar business like that somewhere else. Right. So so it was passing on uh, not just intellectual wealth, not but also financial, you know, uh, generational financial wealth, you know, to support your family as an independent man. Right. Mm. And gradually when the dress code started to shift and shift, you saw more what you saw more, uh, uh, more, more, more immoral behavior in the community. Right. Men are men are very visual. Mm. And, I, and I said this before, men and women are not the same. Mm. And, I, and I don't care who gets offended when I say that. Right. That's that's something for you to work out. Not me. Right? But men and women are not the same. <laughs> right. Right. So men are way more visual in nature. Right. So you sh- you show a man if you <laughs> I said it before, if you lead with, you, with if you lead with your ass, how you expect a man to be up front with you. Right. So if the first thing a man is seeing in you is your nakedness, then that's the way he's going to approach you. That's the way he's going to he's he's going to he's going to want to uh, he's got men, men, men compartmentalize shit. So if you present yourself like a sexual object, he's going to put you in a sexual object box. And very seldom do we pick up something from one box and put it in another box. It stays in that box. Right? So when when you present yourself like a sexual object, then you don't lost you don't lost the divinity around that modesty that we had back in the 50s, right? And he's always going to have you in that box. Right? He's going to always he's going to always look at you. He's going to lead with with just the physical and if you build on the physical, physical fades. Let's say you even stay together for a while, but when the physical fades, if that's the foundation, then you ain't got nothing left. The house gonna fall down. And as we age, you gonna lose some of that physical. You know what I mean? So if that's the foundation, then there is no foundation. It's a very weak foundation. So relationships are shorter, mm. right? And and it's not just the females. Like I said, it's the men too. Like. Part of how you dress is, is, is a reflection of how you feel about yourself on the inside. Facts. And because everybody else is doing it, don't mean that it's a good reflection. Mm. Right? It just means that everybody's reflecting low self-esteem. And you may not even be conscious of it. So when I when, when you hear people like me or Irene or somebody else talking about something that 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 you don't identify with in your self-image because you're not conscious of that part of yourself yet, immediately you get defensive. And you want to attack the person that's showing you a part of yourself that you might not have connected with yet. Right? But it's still happening. And the results are still the same. The imagery is still the same. So the psychological effect on yourself and people around you in the community is still the same. Right? When we used to dress, like the way we used to dress in the 50s, you would be proud of the way you dress. You saw another man dress well. Two men would pay each other compliment. They're two strangers. Hey, you looking sharp, brother. Yeah, you looking sharp too, brother. You know what I mean? You walk away from that encounter feeling feeling like energized. Like you walked away with more energy than when you came, when you before you ran into that brother. You know what I mean? Today, the imagery that you see with like 
guys walking like toddlers because the pants is so low they gotta walk like a toddler with a with a with, with a pamper full of shit like i don't know if you got kids but if you haven't seen a, a toddler with a full pamper you see them walk like that right there's psychological connections now how am i gonna respect you as a man if you dress like that wow right Sub the subconscious is powerful it connects things it connects imagery mm -hmm. right so when you present yourself in the image of a toddler then you have no autonomy you have no independence I, it's hard for me to respect you as a man because the imagery is of a toddler if you present yourself like like a stripper or a woman with loose morals, then don't get mad when you can't get the respect of a guy and then he don't want to make you his queen because you looking like, instead of a queen, you looking like a harlot. You know what I mean? Like, that, that doesn't work out. So we got to, we really, I think we got a lot of work to do. But the first step is just acknowledging it. Right? I'm not just pointing the finger. I'm saying I was a part of that. I used to wear the pants sagging on the hips. And then every generation took it a little step further, but we were sliding downhill. So the first the first part of stopping that slide is to get your grip, get your balance back. Recognize that, yeah, I did that. I'm doing that. You know what I mean? So look, let me pause because you know I don't want I don't want people thinking I'm going on a on a <laughs> on a tirade. You know I want to I want to hear what everybody else got to say about that man because I think this is important man to raise the just the, the self respect in our community and personal self respect. Like, uh, what, what 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 say you? No, actually, you good wealth. Um... I think it's a, I think it's definitely an important topic. And one thing that I'm seeing more of, unfortunately, uh, when we talk about that, uh, this is uh, I, like just this year alone. I'm hearing more about um, and, and it just speaks to everything that you were just talking about, uh, you know, the leading with the body, the leading with. So now I'm hearing more and more women going up under the knife more and more women i'm hearing about you know they 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 got to get their breasts done they got to get their stomach done they got to get their butts done and i'm thinking to myself well how about some salads how about some fresh fruits how about some working out at the gym like i mean <laughs> you know and, and and so but it just it's indicative of a bigger problem like the like like it's so indicative of low self-esteem that that you're willing to put your life in jeopardy to go up under the knife. And then other women will argue, well, it's men's fault because these women are going up under the knife for the man because they want to be appealing to the man. Well, you know, if you if you're if you're going at a man with your body, you're already starting off <laughs> on the wrong foot, like uh, because that's not the man that you want, because that's not going to last long. I'm a man. I know that's not going to last long. Like, uh, you know, after 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 the fucking after about the first three, four five times. Um, OK, what else are you bringing to the table? Like, OK, I mean, because because this and although it might be great. This is not going to keep real men. It's not going to keep them. And the reason it's not going to keep them is because just like you got some good snapper, there's others out there that got some too. So you ain't the only one. 
And it's the same thing with the men. It's the same thing. We just got to keep keep that shit real. Like, what else? What are you bringing to the table, bro? Because just like you got some shit that's hanging down to your to your knees, you ain't the only one in the world with that. There's some other dudes and some other dudes not only got it hanging down to their knees, but they actually got their shit together. So so it has to be on a level of bringing something more to the table than just and leading with, you know, with your body. And it and in the cipher that we are seeing right now is simply crazy. It's just simply it's it's despicable, quite frankly. Uh, but I you know I want uh, uh, D and Black Lava Spice. I want you to chime in as well. Uh, hey, um, <laughs> first of all, man. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with wealth sentiment a hundred percent. You know what I mean. Um, the 1950s, I get the point. You know what I'm saying? I get the point. Um, I, I honestly feel like, you know, it is definitely indicative of, of a much bigger issue. Um, I think that the correlation is, is first, I think, is the breakdown of, of the family, and then comes all of this other, uh, all this other erroneous uh, behavior and shit. I think that... Uh, the 50s was a critical time uh, because although, you know, you have Jim Crow, you have all these other things, you know, segregation, you know, obviously the the, back, the black family was a lot stronger because we understood that all we had was each other. You know, we weren't necessarily relying. It's before the civil rights movement, before this huge push to assimilate um, and stuff like that. So, I mean, the, the way I feel about it, I, I feel like... Uh, I feel like women have taken the easy route uh, when it comes to attracting men. I think that over time, uh, with all of the rhetoric and propaganda around, you know, there not being any black man and, you know, all of this um, stereotypical language around, you know, just black masculinity and all of that, just over time, I think that that has kind of created an environment where seeking the substance in, in, in the men anymore. It's like, you know, it's, the substance is not even as desired as, as the bullshit. You know, I think a lot of these simple-minded fuck niggas is getting, is, uh, getting a lot of, um, you know, they're getting the spotlight right now because, you know, that's who feeds into all of that bullshit. You know, all of the... I, I understand, you know, you got, you got style, you got different, you know, different things that originate in different places. I, I saw this, I saw this interview with, uh, with the reggae artist Spice, and she was talking about, you know, the, the how the culture in the Caribbean was kind of transferred over here, and that's kind of what created um, hip hop, you know. And that's actually confirmed, you know. You remember, you're a hip hop head, so you know about, you know, um, Pete Rock and and Molly Mall and these cats. Like these dudes yeah. raised by Caribbean parents and brought over here as like first generation Caribbean kids, you know what I mean? And, and they're the ones who kind of ignited the culture. Um, so all of the colorful weaves and you know, all of the, you know, the long nails and, you know, certain styles that, that we see now, um, they didn't necessarily originate here or with our quote-unquote hip-hop culture. Um, and so, with, you know, with that being said, I, I think that a lot of stuff, you know, we're able to put in the context with with the ills of, of, of the destruction of our communities and stuff like that. But some things I, I, I kind of do see a little bit differently. Um, but I, I definitely feel like, you know, this whole idea that, you know, 
my daughter is being raised in this culture where, where it's most popular for women to be, you know, shaking their ass. You know, like all the pictures that women take is with their ass first. You know what I'm saying? It's always about, you know, it's always about having a certain shape. You know what I'm saying? A certain dress in a certain way so that your body looks a certain shape, posing a certain way so you can, you know, try to create that crease under your butt cheeks even if you ain't got no ass. You know what I mean? Like this whole idea of like butt, butt fucking implants and transplants and injections and it's really sick to me it's just it's, it's, it's some twilight zone type shit but i just personally feel like you know we have to find some type of balance because you know the whole dress code that we see as professional or um presentable it, that's not ours either you know what i mean so i think we need to try to find some type of cultural medium where we understand that we don't have to necessarily dress like europeans to be considered acceptable or to be considered covered or, you know, presentable. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's do we dress the way that we dress because we're preserving a culture or do we dress the way we dress, that we dress because we want attention, you know, or because uh, that's what the next person is doing. You know, I remember specifically when, you know, the, the, the when the culture shifted among black men. You know, we was wearing them big-ass pants. I was wearing like a 44 size 46 jeans so i have a choice but to sag but i also had a had a 4x t-shirt on that was <laughs> that was covering up everything you know that would be showing had i not you know what i'm saying and so i remember when the culture shifted when lil wayne went on stage with them little tight ass um leopard print skinny jeans and that was the first time i remember seeing somebody with these little ass jeans on i was like what the fuck ain't no way that, that niggas is about to really be doing this like ain't no way and so here we are you know 15 20 years later and that's that's the norm now you know what I mean? And so, um, these, uh, the way that hip hop dresses now, like the, the leading fashion trends, all come from homosexual white men. That's who's dressing these niggas. You know what I'm saying? This is, you know, the, the Versace's and the fucking, uh, the Gucci's and, you know, the Louis Vuitton's. And, you know, these are all little, little sissy ass white boys. You know what I'm saying? And, and then their counterparts who, Consider, who are considered stylists and the leaders in the fashion world and you know they, they're the ones that's grooming and priming these men up to dress a certain way and so that popular culture trickles down to the youth you know but I, 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 don't, I don't really know I don't really know what to what to say in terms of how how to make that kind of shit change like in, in our communities like fashion is, is one of them things that you know it, it like comes in and kind of swells up and it, and it kind of shrinks back down. It's, you know what I mean? It's like fashion repeats itself and it ebbs and flows. So, um, you know, what it really takes is for people who are really about things of substance, who aren't concerned with the superficial or just trying to keep up with the trends, people who have substance need to be the ones to be the forerunner of, of popular culture. Like we, we have to find a way to to make the real shit popular. Like if, think, think about the early 90s or the late 80s. You know what I'm saying? When what was popular was intelligent black men to really be spitting like some some real intelligent shit. They was talking about God body shit. You know the, the the matter, the universe, and the molecules and the atoms. And you know Rakim was the number one was number one on the charts in the late '80s. Rakim was a fucking genius. You know what I'm saying? But that was the status quo. Like that's what that's what you had to be to be cool. You had to be about some 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 uh, some self. Uh, you had to know yourself. You had to know your history. You had to know something about the science of what it means to be a, to be black. You know what I mean? And that 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 content had to exist in your art to be considered relevant. 
You know, so although, you know, hip hop has, has been like infiltrated and perverted, you know, the, the ones that really understand, we still here to preserve that culture. You know what I'm saying? It's just we have to be able to, to give as much energy into influencing our youth as the, the homosexual industry. You know what I'm saying? So I, I really think, again, like, and just like most, most other things, like, it, it kind of becomes full circle to where the onus is on, is on the real ones. You know what I'm saying? The onus is on us to stand up in our communities and really, like, you know, push the image. <clears throat> yeah, Indeed. I... No, I just want to say real quick, D, I agree with you 100%. And that starts in the home, right? It starts in the home. And the reason why it's so hard for us, even when we do try to do it in the home, you got to understand how they've infiltrated the home. Right. Because the home in the 50s didn't have a TV. The, the, the average black home didn't have a TV. And TV is a conduit that they can pump what they want to be normal in your home. We already know that media itself is a, is a, is a propaganda tool to influence what you think is normal. Whatever you see the most, that's what you think is normal. So if you don't have a, I put it like this: if you didn't have a TV in your home in 2020, lovely modest, you didn't realize there was a pandemic going on, really. Facts. If you didn't have a cell phone so that you can watch what kind of media and propaganda is going on through the cell phone, you wouldn't have realized that there was a that there, there was a, a supposed pandemic going on because what you saw outside in reality was not what you saw. On the TV and on the cell phones, right? But every minute on the cell phone, every minute on the TV, on the media, they repeat this thing constantly. That's brainwashing. That is, that is, that is, that is, that is tricking your brain into accepting something that's not real, right? Something that's not real. Why? Because they, they constantly put it in front of you over and over and over that it blocks out the reality of things. You have a mountain in front of you. If you put your hand right up to your eyes, you can't see the mountain, but your hand ain't bigger than the mountain, right? So that's what propaganda does. Propaganda does the same shit. They just make your, the, 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 the destructive messages are right there in front of your eyes all the time. So small steps that we can take to reclaim our space is get the propaganda out the house so that now we can control the culture in the home because community culture is, is an, is an outgrowth of the culture in the home. Thanks. Thanks. I think also, I think also the, the, um, I don't know, uh, black lava spice. I want you to get in as well, but I think that maybe we need to come to the reality uh, that um, <clears throat> we have to start um, with the group and the people, both individual and family that 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 know this, that know the importance of this, that don't have the TV in their home. Because when I look at how they treated Monique. Just as an example, how they treated Monique, who, who came in love and was trying to talk to black women and the backlash that she got from that. Um, just by trying to tell black women, look, dress presentable. 
just we 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 used to it, it's a it's an esteem issue like show that you care about yourself so that others will respect you to maybe they'll care about you if you at least present yourself like you care about yourself i remember cube got on talking about talking to black men about sagging now he didn't get the backlash that monique got but there there ain't too much change that that didn't happen either and so i think that we have to take the, the, the group of us that have the lesson and make sure that we are always implementing and leading by example. Make sure that we are always uh, uh, moving in accord. Make sure that when when we are seen out in public, in the general public, that, you know, our shit is always together. And it, it's almost to a point now that those of us that have our shit together, we're looked at as as damn, you know, we're looked at as the crazy ones. And I'm fine with that. Honestly, I'm fine with that. Uh, many are called, few are chosen. So, um, well, see, that's 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 what I don't that's what I don't understand is, you know, it used to be admirable. It used to be admirable to to be going against the grain. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I think about uh, you remember y'all remember the movie Higher Learning? Yeah. With Ice Cube, Cube you know, yeah. nut ass white boy and shit. And uh, Cube was like like an older guy on campus who knew a lot. You know what I'm saying? He was very conscious and he was very vocal about his, about his state of consciousness. And everybody fucked with him. Everybody was cool with him. You know what I'm saying? If you notice, like his his his, his dorm room was always full of people. You know what I mean? And, and when the white dudes walked around, and they they ain't never say nothing to him. It's like he was recognized as like a pillar in that in that environment because you know he was he was firm in his uh in his stance and shit you know now it's like it's to the point to where you know if you're the type of person who operates from a certain standpoint you know um who stands your ground and shit like that it's like you will be ostracized and you will be you know nine times out of ten alone you know what i'm saying if it wasn't for the social media shit you know I, most of our circles would be extremely small you know, but, um, Facts. you know, to the, to the topic about, you know, about the dress code again, um, we have let the media control the narrative way too much. Like everybody is really emulating the same exact couple of people. You got millions of women around the world that are literally trying to look like the same two or three people. And that's the shit that disgusts me the most. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, where's the where's the variation in style? Like, where's the, where's the energy in terms of like individual personalities and shit like that? You know, when you watch, when you even 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 if you look like back in the nineties and shit, like that's the reason why it's so nostalgic for me because it was a time when we weren't connected by social media. Where you know, with, however you dress, you know, in your particular area, you know, you got people from you know people in, in you know South Florida might dress or act a certain way. You got people in you know, in, in Georgia, you know, in Atlanta, that that move and act a certain way and shit like that. And you know, it was it was, it was very much more about like being individual and representing, you know, who you are. Um, I can't speak too much for you know the actual vibe, you know, back in the fifties and sixties, obviously because none of us were there. But you can definitely tell that people were a lot more comfortable in who they were. You know, I, I think it's more of an indication of how little you feel about your natural self 
how bad you feel about your natural self to have these four inch eyelashes on. You know what I'm saying? To have all these, you know, big, you know, lace fronts and you know all this other stuff. It, it like it, what what they think is accentuating them or making them look better is actually making you. It's, it's sad to me. It actually looks sad to me when I see all this makeup on. You know what I'm saying? When I see all of this mask and shit on. You know, I I really would. I'm really interested in seeing who you really are, and that goes beyond just the aesthetic too. You know, like what are your morals? Like what are your values? What do you give a fuck about? Because right now it's cool just not to give a fuck about nothing, you know. And so, you know, where a lot of a lot of dudes might be attracted to a lot of the shit that's going on, you know, the big fake asses, and you know, you remember when you showed that video to me about uh, with the uh, with the guys recording the women twerking on the ambulance and shit like that. I mean, you had like the whole block, the whole neighborhood was outside. And they was wilding. Like, they standing on top of ambulance and twerking and shaking their ass. And you got niggas standing there with cameras between the women's legs and trying to see what's going on. I'm just like, yo, it's become a, a free-for-all. It's a fucking madhouse. And so, again, you know, it, it really starts with us individually, like, in our own communities. When you walk outside your house, you know, knowing what you want, you know, we can't be shrinking. We can't be shrinking out here. Like, we really got to walk in our power. You know, and really stand unapologetic in what we about. When we have these conversations with our neighbors and people in our communities, we got to be firm on these issues and these stances, man, and show them, like, this is what's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's, it's cool to know something about about the world and, and how we got to where we are and how the fuck we going to get out of it. You know what I mean? It's cool to be conscious and, you know, to be aware and know how to heal. You know what I mean? And how to, how to love and shit like that. That should be the, that should be the status quo. I don't want to rant because somebody else can rant. Yeah, I agree with you, but um, the difference, like you said, but we wasn't born in the um, 1950s, but I think it was different because we were segregated, so we were more, had our own values and principles. I think now, because even me, I've had these many discussions with different people, and I can see that it is a vibration of having a full sort of identity. It's like um, these nails, hair, and certain things make people become a whole different person than who they are and it's like a mask and people feel like it's comfortable and as for the woman some of the women like believe that the men and i'm telling you even the most low vibrational men don't care about the woman with the butt and the thing because it serves no it serves no it serves no purpose obviously the a lot of people operate in a way of following trends. So, yes, you see the men filming in between their legs and like um, Yurima said, after the how many times that you 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 bang the woman, it is going to be like, what do you want next? A lot of men are aware that they're going through a stage where they've wasted their time making certain caliber what females they're the mother of their children and realise that's not it, but it does really come from a place of lack of identity and lack of self, it really does. It's like, it's all too much. It's like, for even for me, when I've seen these videos of women with makeup, it's okay to, like, you know, smoothing at your face and thing, but it's like, it's a total different trans transformation. And it's becoming very transgender-like. You understand what I'm saying? Which fits in alignment with the agenda that is going on right now. So I think... Um, where we think we've advanced in technology, I think it was just used for that reason, for the programming, because um, a 
and for the normalization of this idea of yeah um you can do things to make you become everything but your actual self you understand and i think um i think it is to do with low self-esteem and i think the people that are conscious have to make a effort of um you know pushing back the understanding of pride in yourself and in the individuality like everyone starts to look the same and sound the same and speak the same like i don't think all you men or brothers on the stage are gonna want a woman that all look one way it's like it's crazy so i think it is on us for us to to um you know promote something different but it's kind of hard because in the time that we are a lot of people are aware but are afraid to be conscious because number one it does go against the grain and it's like people are not trying to really deal with the reality of healing whatever it is so a lot of these co-opting these um lack of healing kind of ideals is from the fact that trauma and things that of their self that they're not trying to a lack of identity so it is a thing where people are just lost and also you have to understand the paradigm that we're in like um um well for saying everything is illusion based and building illusions is more susceptible and acceptable than than living in any type of form of reality so the reality so consumed now it's like it is really hard for us to get back to to um whatever it is and i think it's because as black people we need really need to sort out it starts from at home like building back culture understanding what our culture is or making a a new one per se and getting rid of all these negative connotations that we have deemed as a black culture because a lot of this stuff people seem to think that is um black culture yes so this is why we have people even culturally appropriating and we're getting angry but i'm thinking what you get angry for because the same things that they're appropriating is only the hype and the negative things the things that they've used against us to demonize our very existence so i think it is on us to do but i think it does start from at home i think we need to be teaching children that individual is um being individual and knowing who you are and being different and going against going against the grain is something that's that that is upstanding you get me of honor because right now everyone seems to think you have to be the same and if you're not the same then you you're not part of this world but i keep telling people that if you really understood the lowering of this right of this paradigm you wouldn't want to be <laughs> assimilating and be part of it you understand i think a lot of people don't realize that they are operating from a lower power um a lower vibration so they think that they need to be assimilating to something i'm very happy to not really want to be a part of what, what is going on and this is why other than um communicating with um brothers sisters my circle is very small for that reason I think we need to get back to actually making there be a different type of culture and even not even this fake woke 
understanding that people are printing out can take off and pretending and these are the same people that are very much lost as well we just need to understand that it's about authenticity it's about really coming from a real place opposed to trends because right now we're, we're we're in a world of trends like the the lines have been blurred so it's it's so much confusion but i really do think it starts from at home and i think it's, it really started from the fact that we were integrated with these people and now we've really co-opted their identity european identity more than they have you understand why they kind of cultural appropriate what um what they deem to be the acceptable parts of it but uh, yeah i think there's a big difference and even like from like you said from the backlash that um monique got we do need to be taking pride in ourselves and understanding that how you show up and show out it it says a lot about how how we see ourselves and i think a lot of people don't understand the way we communicate the way we we, we, we dress, it shows a lot that we are people that are very much in trauma and got PTSD and all the other things, you understand, and people that are somewhat lost, you understand, and we need to uh, make that not be our, like a, 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 a spokesman for black culture, so I think it's a, we need to do a full rehaul of black culture, and, and it does really start at home, and I know it's hard because... Um, your children are, they're in the era where they're being exposed to social media even more, but it's like, you have to be willing to want to physically have that energy to undo um, everything that they're, that, uh, yeah, and it is hard because I, I do every day and it's extremely exhausting and difficult, but obviously I know there's a greater purpose for it because we need to think about our children and next generation because if we're really thinking about changing because some of us are not going to be able to be in a time where we're going to see the change but we need to be able to put things in place so that that, that change can, can, can begin now because we're at a time where it, it's, it's actually getting worse and the normalization of everything is to the highest extreme so yeah i think we just need to um go back to culture in the home um so i got a couple questions and then uh and, and kareem uh simone and oracle we want to get to you do we know do we do we have a dress code specifically for us uh d you kind of you kind of touched on it like like we've kind of you know picked up european culture so do we even have a dress code um, the other thing is, it kind of hit me while you both were talking, is that um, am I the only one? Does anybody else get bothered when you see? Because in uh, one thing, I don't want to, I don't want to, because I think that, you know, a lot of the onus, um, we can't just put the onus on sisters. Um, because I think like, I think like brothers, if you're putting that camera up there and you see this woman twerking, like they should be checked. Like, what if that was your mother? Would you be putting the camera in between your mother's legs, too? I mean, they, they should be checked, too, because if I see that and as much as I love black women, if I see that one, it's embarrassing Two, it, it it's embarrassing for both her and I. 
Uh, but but even also is that I'm seeing that there are other races of men that get a chance to have access to see you and they aren't even deserving of that. So at that point, I can't. There's no pulling out the camera or anything. I'm looking for a blanket to cover you up like, you, you know, and so so uh, uh, I, I think from from that standpoint, uh, the onus is on both parties, because when you pull out that camera, you're supporting this behavior. And so you're in in essence, you're cheering her on to keep going. Um, and, and 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 then you're not only cheering her on, but nine times out of 10, you're sagging. So, you know, you're filming her. But you got pants down showing the crack of your ass. Um, and, and, and so and so it's 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 a twofold measure. Um, so do we have a dress code? One. Uh, and does anybody else feel a certain kind of way when they see a brother like dressed with maybe Nike tennis shoes, got the got the Gucci belt on, um, got some other designer jeans, um, designer shirt and is talking black power? Does anybody else like. Me, I cringe when I see that personally. I just kind of cringe. I'm like, it just doesn't, it doesn't sit right. It doesn't feel right. Like you got all this shit on. Oh, okay. I thought it was just me. Like maybe I'm being. uh, Not just clothes, but like everything, everything. Like I, um, I seen uh, young Pharaoh, and I mean he did. He been down some claw shit to where I can't, you know, hundred percent ride with him. But um, I just seen a video with dude. Bragging and gassing up um, this whole, uh, what was it, like a Corvette or something, that he got hieroglyphs painted all over the joint. He's like, yeah, nigga, nigga, come on, hating ass niggas, come on, hate on this, nigga. And it was so reminiscent of Polite. Remember when Polite lost his mind about four yes. or five years ago? Yeah. It, it, it really feels like that now. Like, these niggas is bragging over Christian Louboutin shoes and motherfuckers. <laughs> 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 and, yo, niggas are fashionistas now. Right, 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 right. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. I, I see. I find. I look at it through empathetic eyes, and what I mean by that is that I don't look. I don't necessarily look at. I know there's a problem with it. I recognize there's a problem with it, but I don't immediately cast that individual into the garbage. Like, oh, you's a dumbass, motherfucker. I, I don't. I don't do that. Right. And the reason why is because. I've done the work inside myself and I know I used to be that person. Mm. Mm. Right. And because I used to be that person, I'm empathizing with you because I know I was dumb, deaf and blind, even though I thought I, I knew something. Right. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really understand what I was doing. Mm. So if someone had said something to me in a, ju- in a harsh judgmental kind of way, I, I wouldn't have been able to receive it because in my mind, I'm not doing nothing wrong. Mm. Right. So immediately a wall would have went up and now I'm not hearing nothing you got to say. So now it, it, it becomes an argument or, or whatever where there's no real communication going on. Right. So I, I, when I see stuff like that, I want to have a conversation with you. But I don't you know, I, I'm, I'm very I'm very careful in the words I choose because I, I speak to that individual as how I would have spoken. With the with the with the image of speaking to myself, my younger self, 
and understanding where I was in time, you know, at that point in time that I was doing those things, right? Because sometimes people, most times, the young people just don't know any better. And some of the older ones too, because we all go through uh, our awakenings at different points. We all wake up at different points. Some people don't ever wake up, you know what I mean? But we go through these growth, these growth stages at different points in our life. You know what I mean? So I think instead of like most times when I approach, if I do approach, I'm going to talk to you from a place of sharing my story because I've been where you at. Right. And I'm not saying it in a judgmental kind of way. I'll just kind of walk them down my story. Walk with me. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not telling you where to go. I'm saying walk with me down this story I'm about to tell you, right? And as you walk with me, I could take you on my journey, and, and, and now you start seeing things through my eyes a little bit because it's not about you, it's about me. And as I tell you about me, you go, you're, you're going to learn some things about you. You're going to start connecting. Oh, wow, I, felt, I feel that way right now. I was thinking like that right now. Oh, wow. Okay. So, oh, all right. So, so that's really what I'm doing. And it's a, it's an empathetic kind of communication where they can receive it instead of just like point the finger at you, use a bad person and I'm attacking the person. Right. And I, I don't want to attack the person. I just want to expose the behavior so they can identify right. it. Hey, well, to that point, we want to that point real quick. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. I, I know, I know you're in. I definitely want to pass the mic, but I just wanted to say this real quick. If, if, uh, mm -hmm. if the room don't mind, mm -hmm. I just want to say, as well, that's that's a really good point. Um, but my thing is, is when you're dealing with people who 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 know shit, you know what I'm saying? Who, who aren't necessarily in the same space that you and I were in, you know, back back to our younger self. Because I would give myself the same exact advice, and I am I, I consider myself to be at least somewhat compassionate to those who have yet to to, um, to rise from a certain level. But my thing is to pull the cards of people who have already professed themselves to have reached such a level. You know what I mean? When, I, when I'm talking about somebody like Young Pharaoh or Brother Politis, you know, these are just archetypes of, of the idea of what we're talking about. But these are people who have, you know, taught and been the forerunners of this information that has awakened the mo most of us up. You know what I'm saying? Like these, these are people who have been on this platform, who've been expressing, you know, all these different, um, you know, who, who've been given all this knowledge and expressing all these different ways through which we can achieve liberation. And, you know, who actually stood. Um, in that seat of, of leaders of uh, this new conscious movement, you know, and then you see those same people once they reach a certain point. And mind you, throughout the entire time, they're receiving monetary donations and, you know, they're receiving all, all this energy from the public, that uh, the people whose consciousness they're raising. And then they take that same energy and they move to fucking Hollywood and then they start assimilating into this, into this um, celebrity lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? And so that type of shit has to be met, I think, with with all types of, uh, you know, aggressive accountability because that's the, that's the Pied Piper shit. You know what I mean? Like, the, the people who are just coming into consciousness, they're looking to those who might know a little bit more, who might have a better um, a better equilibrium as to how to navigate. But then when, they, when, when that same person that, that has helped you come out of your consciousness completely flips the fucking script and now they're all about you know, this capitalist uh, consumer's lifestyle, then that's that's a major red flag that got to be nipped in the bud. Uh, hey, well, we, we got to get to K Ring. We got to get to this. We got two emphasis. Yeah, and we, we definitely want to get back, but I got to get these three. Uh, K Ring, go ahead. Uh, peace to the fam. Good night, everybody. Can you hear me okay? 
Yes. Loud and clear. Peace, y'all. Peace. Um, I guess I'll just hop in and just kind of make make the rounds with what y'all are talking about right now. Um, D, you know, I, I think for me is about that that consciousness piece, right? And I think it's part of it, and we, we can work around to that. But we we get it mixed up, right? Consciousness is, is not primarily about the information. Consciousness is primarily about the work. And so that's the thing that we got to be on. And so when we see these brothers who we think all they're out there is putting out the information, and, and, and I'm, I'm based in New York, as you know, right? One of the young men who's been on this stage with y'all, he signed out his son, right? And so I tell him all the time, and I've told us to sign. I'm like, listen, you know, it's about the work. It's about the work, so congratulations, you know, put the information, so you're putting the information out there, but if the brothers are not showing the work, the show and proof, and that's what you were talking about to go work my way back, about the 80s and the 90s, and, and you know, it was, a, it was a show and proof culture. It was like, yo, are you going to do this or not, right? You can't be talking about you, you got a body and, and, and you don't know certain things. That's just what it was. You can't be talking about, you know, you, you have to be able to go stand, stand in your square. And, and you need to know the information. And then there was stuff expected of you once once you got the information that you have to go out there and work. Right? Whatever that represented, the, the people, we've decided. And so when we talk about it, I think that the other part that then comes from that is community. And so we need the consciousness, because consciousness plus community plus communication is what gives us our culture. And we, we, we're we not honing in on the things that need to be honed in on. And that's why this is a powerful conversation that, that is so important. I went to the funeral day for the young man that took his life, right? And, and I'm there, I'm about to walk into the funeral home and you know, it's a funeral, right? And, and we can have this conversation as well, but to the dress code. And I'm walking in, and you got the brothers outside, and it's a funeral, right? I'll, I'll just put it that way. And the sagging, the, the underwear is showing. I'm like, this brother's about to walk in to, to pay respects to a family, and to this, this might be his homie, this might be whatever, right? And this is how we're coming to present to what's left this person's family and community. And I was just like, damn, yo, damn, damn, how, how, what are we doing? And so that's the first thing that popped into my head. But then the other thing was, I walked in and, and my young men were there and, and the elder came um, and, and we were all there representing. And, and it showed me this, it showed me this, right? We talk about the power of influence. It's, it's real. It, it is extremely real in the fact that we all we all have that power. And I think sometimes we, as as was said a few minutes ago, I think by D, that you know we diminish our power in regards to and our influence. And we got to make sure, especially with, with our youth, as we talk about your you know, uh, all the time, is that's who we're focusing on. That's who we gotta put our energy on to make sure that, because that, truthfully, that's who's being influenced. That's who all this shit is for, mm. right? They already did their work on us. 
that's what we're talking about, right? So we got our work, not even putting their work on on the next set. And so that's why it's so important for us to, to really step back as we're doing to, to discuss this as a community to say what is, you know, what are our expectations so that we can work on making sure and, and doing that. So these young brothers that came to the funeral, they, they, the expectation from Doc is like, yo, this is how you're going to present yourself. You're not a part of Righteous Minds and you ain't walking up in here looking crazy. That is not happening. Right? So if we got to go shopping and brothers went shopping to get their clothes to make sure that you're presentable because that's what we do. And so recognizing that, you know, that we have that power of influence and we got to make sure that, as you all said, it starts in the home and, and it starts every time you walk outside. You know, the, the brothers and sisters on, on the stage Here's what I always say. My mom told me this, and it's something that you know I try to live my life by. She said, "Kareem, somebody is always watching. Whether you know it or not, somebody is always watching. And many times, that somebody is a child, right? Because the next thing that comes is, you know, parents always say, do as I say, not as I do. And the child is going to do as you do. They're going to do exactly what they see you doing, whether that's how you dress, that's how you speak, that's how you comb your hair, you name it. (laughs) They're going to do exactly what they see you doing. And so with the dress code and with how we carry ourselves and, and what we think is what is consciousness, what is community, how we communicate, all of those things, we got to be one, recognize that we have that power of influence that we do. So yes, there's Little Wayne and, and there's television, and yes, we got to as tell live vision, as Yurima says all the time, and, and that's just so true. Tell live vision is, is real. So we we gotta control the access of these people to our children, whether it's tell live vision, whether it's school, and that's the shit that we got. So that's another conversation. Why the fuck are we not doing that? Why are we not recognizing that, yo, this shit is happening and, and we got to be on, on some, some militant stance that, no, you will not have me in mind. You will not have that. I don't care what you say. I don't care what nobody in my family says. I don't care none of that. No, you will not have me in mind because there's seven stages and degrees. And so if, if you're not there yet, fine. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, be trying to push you. But I'm just going to stand on mine. And when you're ready, if this resonates with you, then when you're ready to make that journey, I'm here. And, and you can be a part of that. But until then, you can't be a part of this. And it ain't no love loss. It's just because we recognize that there's something that has to be protected. You know, so with the dress code, we got to recognize our power of influence and, and we got to stand on it. Every time we walk, every time we move, recognize that these children are watching us and, and we got to make sure that, that, that that's real and we know that and we move accordingly. Thank you for your time, fam. Hey, I want to, uh, uh, real quick, uh, and then we're going to get to Simone. Uh, you, it's interesting about funeral. Uh, funerals, wakes, however you want to call it. Um because I always say it's all in how you look at something. You know, some there there's some cultures that celebrate when a person passes. It's a celebration. 
There's nothing sad about it because they've transitioned. I just want a food for thought for the family. Just think of every relative or every friend or family member or whoever that you know. Just what if you put it in your mind that when they pass, they are more powerful now on the other side because now they are an ancestor and they can actually provide you more assistance and they are more powerful now that they have transitioned to the other side than they were here on the physical form. I just wanted to say that. Uh, Simone, it's on you. It's all in how you look at it. Simone, what's good? Right. Thank you, fam. Yeah. Thank Peace. you guys for allowing me to speak. Um, I'm here to say that I wholeheartedly agree with what Kareem said about and the rest of them about, you know, the dress code starts in the, in the household and the way that you, um, the way that you handle yourself around your children, it matters. But I also agree that it takes a community and a full community to be able to operate that. I say that because um, I remember way back, you know, when I was in high school and my mother, she she had a strict dress code and my friend's parents, they had a strict, a strict dress code and we would pack our bags, we'd pack our book bags and we'd take our skirts and our tank top to school and we'd change at school. You know, it, it, it wasn't as if, you know, it wasn't taught in the home to present yourself a certain way, but whenever your influences are not being watched and the people that you are around are not being monitored, you tend to flop towards what's the most popular thing to do. Um, the issue that I have primarily with, with the dress code now is not necessarily what the adults do because I'm not into changing people's mindsets who don't want to change. My issue is the fact that I see parents dressing their children the T-shirt Totally the adults agree. are dressing on social media. You know, the the the, um, the, the, the sons are being dressed with their pants sacked and, 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 and too small and, and girls' socks and, you know, colorful-ass shoes. And the girls, the young girls, six, seven years old, have on midriff tops and, you know, these, you know, skin-tight jeans. That's my biggest issue with the dress code is the fact that not only are we not monitoring um, our our children's, our youth surroundings and the environments that we're allowing them to go into, but then we're also um, projecting that onto them because we think that that's cute now, you know, and I've never thought that was cute. I've always thought you should always have a child be able to be a child, you know, um, don't allow them to just do what they feel all the time because, or or, and I mean that as far as, you know, different uh, social media platforms you allow them to be on, certain things you allow them to do, and um, you see those things and you're not saying anything, and so they don't feel like there's anything wrong with it because you're also seeing those things. So um, that's, that's my issue and my input on it. Thank you, Simone, for that. Appreciate that. Um, that's interesting. We'll have to come back to that. Uh, definitely interesting uh, how you frame that. I appreciate you. Uh, Empress Oracle, what's good? Shalom, family. How y'all doing? Awesome. Can y'all hear me well? Yes. Peace. Hey, sis. Good night. Great. I love this room. I love y'all's energy. <laughs> We love you too, Empress. Hello. <laughs> Thank y'all for the love. 
This is what I wrote. These are the conversations that are going to save nations, redefine emancipation, and rewrite legislations we are creating. Okay, so my um, perspective on this is I, I went and found this picture. <laughs> I went and found this picture on Google of this family. And like, when you look at the child, he has on like a collar shirt and some shorts. He looks like his dad, you know? And the father has on a shirt and tie, slacks, socks, and decent shoes. And the mother has on a skirt, you know, all the way down to her ankles. And I appreciate this image because it just shows like where we've once been and the ability for us to evolve once more. The main issue that we are dealing with when it comes to the dress code is the fact that we don't provide our own clothing. We don't make our own clothing and we are <laughs> at the you know, we are at the discretion of the person who provides the clothing. Mm. So, we're like, you're talking about, like, our nation who is you're so breaking up, Chris. Uh, am I breaking up? Can you hear me? You're back no, it's now. Better now. Yeah. Okay. My, my energy, it was about to flare up. Okay, let me just keep going. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> that's right. Um, I remember you talking about us being at the discretion of or just being under the thumb or the rulership of anybody who provides for us. Like, we don't provide our own food. We don't provide our own clothes, our own vehicles. Our homes are built by somebody else. So when we find ourselves in the position where we're providing for self and we're not looking to the malls or, you know, the Apple stores for our connectivity, for our telepathy abilities, when we're not looking to Macy's and Dillard's and, you know, all these other places to provide the clothing for us. Like, we really don't have a choice when it comes to what we wear. Like, granted, I know that, you know, everything has a duality, right? There are sisters in business who are making their own fashions and doing their own thing as well as you know brothers started to create their own clothing line and create more positive images and wordplays on the items of clothing that we put on our bodies but at the same time we are in a very deep like i, I want to use the proper terminology but you know it's kind of like a race against the a race against the oppressor because they're they're producing at such a mass rate and that ability for them to produce whereas we're just now coming into the knowledge of ourselves mm -hmm. and really realizing that it's important for us to get back to the ways of our ancestors where we provided for ourselves. Mm -hmm. When it comes to this whole this whole media, like this media of ridiculousness. When I first, when I had my oldest son, we were in a two-bedroom, two-story townhome, and I did not have a television because I knew how bad it was. <laughs> I knew how terrible it was, mm -hmm. but we got our own company. We started to travel, 
So, you know, we kind of go like hotel to hotel, depending on where we are, um, wherever the business takes us, right? So I've been letting them have screen time and now I have three children. I've been letting them have screen time. So I found myself um, letting them watch this show on PBS station. So for one, I tell my children that they're not kids because a kid is a child of a goat. Or, or the offspring of a goat, I should say. Facts. A kid is an offspring yes, of a goat. Yes. Facts. And so when you when you allow your child to call themselves a kid, you know that they're they're pushing this image of Balfour and Balfour being the enemy or the lower self or like this demonic nature. So when you call your Jeez. child a kid, you're saying that they're offspring of this of this evil energy. So. I let my children know, you know, your children will hide like you're a child, you're not a kid. And so when we watched the station, I asked are you a kid? He goes, no, I'm not a kid. You're breaking up in Okay. There you go. Can y'all hear me? Yep, you're back. You're back. So I want to make sure that I want to make sure that he understands, you know, like, what he sees on TV is not real. Like, it's all falsity. Because we don't celebrate these so-called holidays either. We don't celebrate that. So anyway, there's this show called Pinkalicious, right? And they have this um, this episode. And it's about a young girl and her little brother. And they basically go around their town spreading joy and happiness, right? So this one episode comes on, and it's about Valentine's Day. And the little girl, she's gonna be, um, she's gonna be Cupid for the day, cause Cupid decides to quit, and he wants to be a regular child. He don't want to be Cupid anymore. So she decides that she'll be Cupid, and her brother's gonna be Cupid's assistant. So all of a sudden, they go and get in Cupid gear, and the little girl puts on a dress and some ballerina slippers, and. So does the little boy. And I'm like, hold on. <laughs> of course, I immediately changed the channel because I don't want that programming to affect my children. Mm. And I put it on something more like learn it, you know. And they started calling it like, and of course, he had on a baseball cap. And they're like, and he's like, oh, you know, my robe is too long. I keep getting tripped up in it. And it's the language for me. Like, you get tripped up in a robe, you know, you're like, robing yourself in some, in some garb that you're not supposed to have on. Like, mm. granted, I know that there are cultures, you know, where they do adorn themselves with long robes, but this particular robe looked exactly like a dress, and then he grabs it at the knees and pulls up, and he has on ballerina slippers. And I'm like, you know, they're pushing a paradigm. They're pushing it, and they're putting it into the program on the television, you know. Mm. Um, another thing that we talked about in the room the other day, um, in the polygamy room was this idea of um, um, <laughs> amalgamating the cultures, like amalgamating the races, if you want to call it race. It's only one race because we're all human and that's the only race, but amalgamating like Asiatics, which is us, quote unquote, black people, and then European. So now it's in the commercials. <laughs> I was watching the cooking channel and in the commercials, it's just a regular paint commercial, but a European woman walks in the door. She goes, honey, I'm home. And her husband is a, is a black man. And, you know, they have the biracial children. And it's just a program that they're pushing. 
like you said, they want to impregnate our women or, you know, find themselves planting their seed in our women and like mixing up the family so that they can continue to live on because they are vastly outnumbered. This whole idea of us being like, I can't think of the term, but minorities. There's no way that we're minorities. And then I don't know if you all notice, but when you look around at the health of the average regular European, like they are really unhealthy. Like I'm in this town and like they're all like overweight, obese, you know, just kind of like really slow, really sluggard type of energy. So it's like they're really like a dying class of people. So we're just in this position to where it's important, like you said, can you read for us to realize the power of our influence? And that's why I said this room is so important. Like these conversations are so important so that people can land here and hear that, you know, we are a group of intellectual individuals who realize how detrimental it is for us to operate in such a fashion. Like he read right now in his picture, you know, he has on his collar shirt and his tie, same thing for Dwayne, like even all the women in the picture, you know, we have, and, and Yurima and Dee, like we're all dressed appropriately to wear when people look at the image of us, they can mirror that. And it's like, if there's more of this being put out like this, you know, booty shaking and like sagging, if that's all they see, then that's all they know. But as we multiply, then we'll be putting out a better image and a more perfect picture when it comes to how we should conduct and carry ourselves in the public. And I'll say this last thing, because my daughter's risen. It says, as a, jewel of as a jewel of gold in a swine's snout, so is a fair woman, which is without discretion. Like, if there's a snotty piece of, if there's a snotty piece of gold in a pig's mouth, like, it's very rare that somebody's gonna wanna go in there, I have to get my daughter. It's very rare somebody's gonna wanna go in there and get it, you know? And that's the same way it is, like, with the woman without discretion. Like, because we don't have discretion as women to show the world the evolution of where we're going as a people. But the thing about that snotty piece of gold is that it can be washed, you know? It can be clean, and it still has its value. It doesn't lose its value, you know? So that's all I have to say, y'all. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Oreo. So many jewels you dropped there. Empress, <laughs> we appreciate you. Thank you. Oh, one last thing I wanted to say about the funeral. So there's this um, saying in like the Holy Quran of the more Science Temple that um, death, death is, is no, no enemy, enemy to, to man. <laughs> no enemy. Okay, death is no enemy to man, but it's a friend. Like if we view death as a friend, like the best friend you could ever have, who simply comes along and cuts the cord that binds the human boat to life, like binds us in this human form. And that's its only job, like that's its only responsibility is to come along with those scissors and cut that cord that really locks us in this human form and really dulls down our ability as spiritual evolutionary beings. I appreciate that, and I, I honor that friend. So, yeah, that's the last thing I have to say. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Oracle. Thank you. thank you so much. It's a, um, 
Yeah, it's it's when you, when you actually when you really uh, see it. Tazara Path, Tazara Path. Uh, good to see you, Empress. Uh, sending you high high energy vibrations right now, um, and hope that you well. Not hope. We see that you're doing well. So um, it's an honor to uh, have you on my on my feed. For those that don't know, Tazara Path is very, very powerful, Empress. And, uh, yeah, we appreciate you, Empress, and the work that you do. Thank you. Um, hopefully I can get up to New York and see you soon. Um, yeah, that, 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 yeah, when, when you actually see it play out um, for our, for our, our in-tune spirit beings, um, when somebody close to you transitions um if you were tapped in um you feel it there's a protection and there is a power there is a power that uh we'll have to as a matter of fact i don't want to get off course we'll we'll have to have a separate room just to talk about this because this is on some deep like spiritual and we we this room isn't set up right now for that so um let's continue on uh empress shauna Tazara Path, thank you too. I, 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 we love you, Empress. I love you, um, and I'm glad to see that you are that you are doing well. And I'm glad to see that um, um, that Jamar is there providing assistance. Yes. Yeah, I second, I second that notion. Peace and power, goddess. Yeah. Uh, Empress Shana. And it, oh, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, uh, Empress Shana. Oh, thank you. To Zara um, Path, you if you would like to get on and say anything, everyone, you're always welcome in my platform. Anytime. Um, I, I, I love the, uh, the idea. I was in a room the other night, and they got mad at me. They were debating whether the, the wearing of bonnets outside was just people wanting to police us. And I was like, no. There's a time and a place for everything, and bonnets are loungewear. So we have to like get off this thing where we don't want anybody to tell us anything. And I love the idea of you know looking at us in the '50s dress code versus what we have going on, because the less formal that we've gotten. It is not seen to help us, and 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 you know we're so loyal to, to Nike, and we have grown women who run and men who base their entire wardrobe off Nike, and we're so loyal to it. But what has that done for us? A few people have benefited, but we don't owe them anything. And there's levels to life, and I love the idea of us being, you know, more sophisticated. And I wonder if, you know, if if our like teenagers were running around, you know, dressed like Dwayne or Kareem, you know, would it help them being so violent to each other? I. I I just think having a higher standard is not going to hurt us at all. And I love the idea of a dress code. So sign me up. I get, I had like some 
I had like some chucks and I was like, this is not, I gave that stuff to my little cousin in middle school. Like I'm a grown woman. If I'm going to the gym, yes, but every day I don't want my attire based off tennis shoes. You know, that's for teenagers. And um, and I love the idea of being more sophisticated. So y'all are on point with this room and keep it coming. Thank you, Sus. Thank you. Yurima, uh, I just wanted to say something real quick because it's, it's just so much. Yeah. And right now, I'm, I'm not at home, so I don't got my pen and pad with me, right? No, you're good. You're good, God. I just wanted to get through everyone, but you're good. You, it's open. Go ahead. No, I, I understood it. I absolutely understood it and agree with that. Um, but I just wanted to say some things, right? Um, two things, really. Um, there's, there's, there's different degrees of learning. Right. And uh, I guess this touches on what Kareem and, and also Dee said earlier. Um, th- there's knowledge, right? Knowledge is just information. That's all it is. It's information, right? You can have the knowledge of, of, of what looks like an airplane, but you never flew an airplane before. So all you have is the knowledge of it. Uh, yeah, that's an airplane, right? So there's knowledge. And oftentimes we get so mesmerized by people with knowledge. And like someone said earlier, we consider that being woke. I think it was Kareem. We consider that being woke, but that's, that's, that's not, uh, or, or some type of enlightenment, but it's just knowledge. You know, the, even the devil in the Bible had the knowledge of, of God, but that don't mean nothing. It just means he knew who he was. You know what I mean? So, there's knowledge, but then in the application of knowledge, then you get wisdom, right? It's when you apply that knowledge that you get wisdom now, right? So you're on a different level of, of learning now, right? Because you're applying what you know, you're, you're interacting with it, right? You, there's an action in there, right? Where you're interacting with that knowledge. And then the lessons that you learn from interacting with that knowledge now gives you understanding. Now that's an even higher level of learning, right? When you get the understanding, right? So I think, you know, I wanted to make that this distinction because oftentimes we hear people in our community spitting a lot of knowledge. And to me, a parrot can speak English. That don't mean that the parrot know what it means. It can make those sounds, right? It can make sounds that wow. sound like just like you, but it doesn't have any any understanding, any wisdom of what those sounds mean, right? So there's that, and then there's this. We we we've, we've been indoctrinated because of religions into this savior identity complex where because we we look at someone as maybe they may know more than you or they, they may be uh, 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 a little bit more advanced than you in some area then you put them on a pedestal and, that, and we even do it with our parents right we do it with our parents you put your parents on a pedestal until you reach an age where you realize parents are human because you can identify flaws in them and oftentimes, because you had them on that pedestal, now you feel like betrayed by them. Like if they did all this stuff just to affect you, right? And, and that's a very self-centered way of thinking, right? It's destructive. It's a destructive way of thinking. But if you live long enough, then you end up experiencing a lot of the same things your parents experienced. And then you can identify them as humans that are fallible, 
So it doesn't matter how woke somebody is, if you're looking at them, it doesn't matter if they're in a leadership position or not. Everyone is capable and everyone at some point will go through some form of variation of that pendulum swinging and they'll fall. They'll stumble. But that doesn't mean that they stuck on the floor. They will get back up. And usually when they get back up, they're a lot more stronger and wise than before because they learned a lesson. They are able to identify the thing that made them stumble. So they're more wise. They can actually offer more insight to you now because they stumble. But had they never stumbled, they couldn't offer you insight into avoiding those stumbling blocks. You know what I mean? So we got to <laughs> give up that savior complex where we look at somebody like, oh, this person had a loud, uh, a loud speaker in the community. And then look at that one thing that they did. Look mm. at that one thing that they did. You know, when Yurima started the program, that's what I heard in those people. Look at that one thing that, and I don't know how true it is. And I, I don't know what they're talking about. Right. But look at that one thing that that person that's supposed to be a leader did. Right. And oftentimes we throw our, our, all the wisdom in our community out the window because of that brainwashed thinking of that savior complex. Oh, because this person wasn't perfect and flawless, which is unrealistic as fuck. That, oh, all of a sudden now, nothing that this person says could ever be true in the future. That's insane. Because which one of us has lived a perfect, flawless life? That's, that's insane. Mm, teach. Like I'm a way better parent now to my to, to my children now than I was 15 years ago, <laughs> and not because I didn't like the like my children 15 years ago. That's insanity to think that way. It's just that I didn't know. All I knew was what I knew at the time. I was working with my understanding at the time, and as we grow, our understanding grows. Mm. So now I'm able to be a, a much more well-rounded and, 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 and balanced parent to my children now because I'm constantly learning, constantly evolving, and so are each and every one of us. So I think this expectation of perfection, we got to throw that whole stuff out the window because it's that that creates the divides, right? Because now the, the older ones do it to the younger ones too. Oh, look at these young people walking around with their pants on the floor. You know, this is a lost generation. Well, who made them? Facts. Who raised those children? Well, and yeah, you might not have known. Yeah, no, no, go ahead. Uh, real quick, because Tazara Path is over here dropping jewels. She says your outerwear is a clear and first silent impression of your character and how you see yourself. And then, I completely she, agree. And then she says, knowledge applied is in fact culture, which is clearly a way of life. Oh, Zara Path. Go ahead, Wealth. I'm sorry. I just had to get that in because she's um, she's part of the family, fam. No, I mean, that's that's great stuff. Knowledge applied. And, 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 and see, look, we we have we, we, we had some 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 disinformation, some trick knowledge introduced into our culture when when other people slid in and took control of history like the TV to show us how. We're supposed to interact with each other and they introduce some trick knowledge in there and we applied it. Mm. But but now when you combine that with what I said before, the three levels of learning, mm -hmm. right? After the application of it, we can reflect on it and get a proper understanding of it now. And now we can make the accurate corrections. But like I was saying before, you know, we can't look at these young people or even these females that are dressing the way that they dress it and look down on them and toss them in the garbage like, oh, because of this action, the whole individual is garbage. Can't do that. 
I mean, you can do that, but all that's going to do is serve to divide the community even further. Uh, yeah, I, I want to agree with that real quick because I, I, I do notice, um, and I just, I just wanted to speak on this real quick, uh, this one specific point, but there's a lot that could be said about everything that you just mentioned. Well, but I just want to say this about the youth. You know, a lot of times what we perceive to just be, you know, completely ignorant and, and people that are null and void of, of being able to, you know, progress uh, consciously despite the aesthetic. Um, to be honest with you, I, I actually have, have been in contact with some very, very intelligent um, youth with knowledge of self who are just adapted to this, to this, uh, to what's cool to wear. You know what I'm saying? And I think that, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, we do throw away the, the, the whole baby with the bathwater. You know what I'm saying? And, and there has to be a happy medium there, but at the same time, you got to be able to, you got to be able to discern like which, where the fertile soil is. You know what I'm saying? Because we can't spend too much energy trying to give, you know, all of this um, understanding to people who are closed off to it. Um, but at the same time, you know, we got to find out who's who and who's worth, you know, putting that time and energy into. But go ahead, I see somebody on IG trying to get up. Um, yeah, I, you know, that that that's heavy wealth. Um, I I agree to a certain extent, but there's a part of me that's like there there because we have we have. And intuitive, and, and I get that. I get that we shouldn't, you know, that we shouldn't give up on our young people. Um, but I also get there are certain things that just make sense, and certain things that don't. Um, as much as I'm against protesting, because I just think it's frivolous. As much as I'm against that. That is much more acceptable behavior than fucking twerking on the cop car of a goddamn Chicago police cruiser. I mean, I mean, I, 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 I can't, I can't, I can't. I mean, I mean, I, there, 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 there is nothing justifiable in that. And and we can say, you know, we shouldn't throw that sister away, or the sisters that were doing that. Um, but I'm sorry, it's. A black man running a business, a restaurant in Texas, and you're twerking in his spot. Grown women, some of these women making 50, 60, 100K a year, they're in his spot twerking, and he says this isn't the appropriate place to do that, and you want to try to get this man's business shut down because you couldn't come into an establishment that serves food, not just Regular food. This ain't the barbecue pit. This is some shit that was really nice that he put together. And because you couldn't shake your ass, grown women. And now those of us who are on our shit for real, we got to consider saving you. Uh, yeah, sis. I, I'm sorry. You get thrown out with that bathwater. I, I can't I can't help you because there are certain things you tried to bring this black man down because he didn't want you shaking your ass in his spot. I can't I can't I can't help him. Shady Shanty over here on IG. Um, what's good, Empress? You um, back with us. Yes, I am back. 
in a better space, in a better place. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I wanted to get on because I would probably say maybe three weeks ago, I used to be one of the women. Um, I dealt with sexual abuse when I was like 18, 19, 20. I was in a sexually abusive relationship. And I didn't, I used to cover myself up. I didn't dress um, provocative, if you will. I was a conservative woman. And this man still chose to take my body in a sense. I felt like he took a part of me. So the way I started dressing was so I could feel like I was taking my body back. And I, 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 today I don't get it. Cause I'm like, you called yourself taking your body back by showing your body off. And yes, that was as a as a 21 year old woman, that was my thought process is I'm showing my body off because I have to take my body back because if I'm dressing conservative and a man still feels the need to take my body from me, then why don't I just show it off? But I just had a um, I'm a female rapper and, you know, I had a different message that I wanted to send out. Um, I just wanted women to know, like, you don't have to be sexual you don't have to sell sex in order for people to listen to you but when I wasn't selling sex nobody wanted to hear what I had to say it wasn't until mm. I started being more sexual and I started dressing and I started doing the TikTok videos that I started getting more recognition however the recognition I was getting wasn't the recognition that I wanted I wanted people to recognize me for what I had to say and what was in my lyrics Versus people saying, oh, she has a nice body. And that's kind of what it turned out to be. So now I'm in the mm. process of, since I know who I am now and know that I am a goddess and that I am a jewel and a treasure, now I'm in the process of rebranding myself and rebranding my image. I even went through like a whole, I removed everything off my Instagram because I have nieces and I can't sit up here and preach to my nieces you can't do this, you can't dance, you can't be on TikTok twerking. I can't preach to them and then they turn around and they see their auntie doing it. And, they, you know, they're 10 and 11. And so me being 30, I'm like, I have to change myself if I want to put this message out to my nieces, like this not the way to go. I, I, I understand, um, I understand the importance of covering my body because my body is my temple. And it's not for everybody to, to see. But I also understand how some women can see the need to just be like, if, if a man's going to take it from me, then why not show it off anyway? Like, I can see where women come from when they have that mindset, because I was one of those women. But mm. um, I also understand the importance now of who I am. And I also understand the importance that I am being watched and not just by my nieces, but my friends have kids too that look up to me and listen to my music. And it's like, I, I really have to do this rebrand, not just for them, but for myself. Cause that was never, sex was never the message that I wanted to deliver. It's just in the society that we live in, sex is selling. And that's all men want to hear about. No man wants to hear a woman really rap about some stuff. Like, the only time I get recognition on the internet is when I was talking crazy about my body. So now that I have a, a different message, I'm ready to tell everybody my different message because I didn't see some stuff. You know what I'm saying? And, and I understand the importance of protecting your temple and not only 
and the importance of tapping and you know uh, protecting your temple, but that protects your soul and your spirit as well. But this world will break us. It really um, will. Uh, uh, Shady Shani, uh, <laughs> I, I do want to. I do want to say this though. Um, males, males. There's a difference between men and males. Males only want to hear sex. Men, we don't mind hearing sex, but you got to bring more than just that. Mm -hmm. Men want that intellectual stimulation. Men want so much more than you can't just sell us on sex. Mm -hmm. Because that's the easy part, really. So, so, so. I appreciate every time you speak, uh, Empress, you've been on, this is the second time. Every time you speak, you really touch, you really hit my soul and my spirit uh, because I know it's real. It's real. We, yeah, we can, yeah, we can tell when, when, when th th this energy field, it's real. We can tell when shit's real and when it's, when it's fake. We, we, we know when it's real and when it's Memorex and yours is real. So just keep that in mind. Males, they want the, they want the sex. That's all they want to hear. Men, that ain't all, that ain't, that ain't all. Like we want that lyrical content. We want, you know, if if you, it doesn't matter what you're doing, if you're if you're a chemical engineer, if you're a biologist, if you're a rapper, if you're if you're a garbage truck driver, it doesn't matter. But it's presentation is everything. Mm -hmm. And so I appreciate you uh, when you talk about rebranding. Um, also, um, the show improve. So you got nieces that are ten and eleven. We have to remember when we were young. If somebody told me, no, don't do something, I'm doing it. Just because you said no, I'm absolutely, bucking. Absolutely, absolutely. So, but, but if you showed me, if you showed me by actions and deeds, now I'm, now I'm looking because our young people, they emulate us. They really do. And they emulate us not by what we say, but by what we do, our actions. They really do. Some of your greatest fans, it, it, what a parent doesn't, a, a lot of parents don't know, and I'm sure that Wealth and D, uh, 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 they know this, but a lot of parents don't know is that they're great. They can be the greatest celebrity that their child will have if they just proved it through actions and deeds. Their child wouldn't even see Beyonce and Jay-Z and all these others because they are going to emulate the closest person to them. Your nieces and nephews are going to, or your nieces are going to emulate you, Empress. And I appreciate the work that you were doing. You were doing the work at a young age that a lot of, uh, a lot of elder men and women have, have yet to do. So um, you are the change. You are the change. You're that factor. You're that factor, and uh, um, keep keep doing what you're doing. Please. One more thing. One more thing. I've, Absolutely. I met a group of a group of I call them because they call me goddess. So I call I met a group of gods, and um, I've been rapping with them, and that's pretty much where my my lyricism has changed. So I want to shout out these group of gods because they knew I was a goddess before I knew who I was. And they mm. helped me. Um, they helped me, in a sense, start my rebrand. I know they watched your show, and they they were talking about how you shouted me out on the show the other time. So I want to shout out my guys. They know who they are. 
thank y'all because y'all really helped the sister find her way. So thank y'all. I appreciate that. Thank you, Empress. We appreciate you. Thank you. Anybody, anybody doing the internal work, we appreciate it. Go ahead. Go ahead, family. Hey, I just, I just want to say to the sister real quick, you know, um, shout out to you and your growth. I, I remember the, uh, the last time you came on the platform, um, I guess according to what you say, you're, you're, you're in a much better space now, but I just remember some of the rhetoric that you that you had used before, although you definitely made great points then. And just hearing what you're saying now in terms of the new group that you that you are in contact with, I just say keep tapping in with that group. Keep tapping in over here um, with our group as well, uh, because you know this is the beginning of your path, and it's really dope to see and hear, um, you know that that growth process. So um, yeah, that, that and the same thing goes to everybody else in the room. That's that's uh, that's in a similar space. Much love. And. Yo, I, I just before the sister goes, uh, shady shiny. I I want to say I also too love 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 watching your your growth and your process unfold. Um, when when some spirits activate, uh, they move fast, right? Some move faster than others, and and your journey uh, of self discovery has started off with an with an amazing explosion, and and it just it's it's. I, I get warm feelings because I I, I I just I'm happy for you in the process, and I want to share something with you, um, and it ties into that whole savior savior complex thing that I was talking about before, being vulnerable enough, and that's what I hear from you that that makes you so powerful, and you can when you speak is being vulnerable enough to be naked. Right to 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 reveal all your flaws and all. all all your positives, right? That is what it explodes your spiritual growth, right? Because then you can recognize all of the steps in the process. And oftentimes we hide those parts of ourselves because we might be ashamed of those parts of ourselves. And, and, it's, and when you reveal those parts of yourself, you become like a magnet, a lightning rod for people who are experiencing the same things or going through the same exact things, but everybody's keeping it quiet, right? So they got this impression that nobody's been through what they've been through, right? So, you know, being that vulnerable, authentic self that you are, you know, it, you are touching so many people. You're touching your younger self right now and you don't even know it because that person is listening to you. You know what I mean? So I just wanted to throw that out there real quick. And, and just let you know, like, you, 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 we attract, we attract the, we, we attract what we are, right? Mm -hmm. And at that time, you, you were feeling really low about yourself. That's what I'm gathering. And what, what happened is you attracted lower vibrational people that were praising you for that type of behavior, right? And once you made a conscious decision to love yourself and, st and start really going inside and doing the work, I don't know if you realize it, but look at the different circles you're attracting right now, mm. right? And, and that's in, that's that's to that comment about men, right? Because I'm not the, I'm, I'm not the type of man that's gonna like your picture if you know you're doing low vibrational stuff. I'm not gonna do that because that doesn't appeal to me, mm. right? So that's not that's not gonna attract me, right? But now that you're 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 coming into your authentic self, just look at the circles of people that you're attracting into your life. Right. And these are we're some of the people that will like the new presentation because we identify and we, we, we vibrate on a similar level. So we're going to we're going to we're going to 
congratulate you and we're going to like those pictures where you're modestly dressed and you're you know you're being vulnerable whereas those other low vibrational people they they can't they can't they can't interact with this this higher vibrational self that you are now and that you're becoming so they'll drop off either they'll drop off or they'll identify with something and they got to raise their vibration right and then that person becomes somebody different so they won't like the things they used to like either but i just want to share that little tidbit with you Keep, keep growing, sis. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah, and uh, um, one of these days, Shady Shanny, because you know I'm a hip-hop head, um, yeah, we're going to have to hear some bars. I would really like to... Uh, exactly. I'd yeah. really like to potentially, uh, you know, I'd really like to potentially put, put a video or some music up of yours on my page, um, kind of blow you up. But I got to hear some bars first, because at the end of the day, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I love you, Empress. I think you're awesome. But if the bars is whack, ah, I, you know, if the bars is whack, I got to, I'm just saying, I mean, we got to separate the love from the business because the bars is real. So, you know how I get down. So, yeah, please, let, let, us, let us hear something. Um, go ahead, K-Rain. Yes, we thought you were down, <laughs> oh, pardon me. Exactly, right? <laughs> I appreciate her because it's important, like, like, of course, over the app and stuff, like, we're getting to know, like, the tone, the resonance, the vibration, and, like, the frequency of people's voices. So I appreciate her for having a very delicate and also very powerful voice and resonance. And then tapping into that power and using that vocality and the ability to orate and like draw people in with that tone and with that resonance because it's like like all of us like B, Yurima, Dwayne, Kareem, you know, we're Pied Pipers. You know, we have the ability to draw in certain spirits and certain energies by using our voice and the message with it. So I just appreciate her for recognizing her power and her craft and her talent and being able to tap into that and use a voice for good. So, so on to that. Thank you, Empress Oracle. Um, as that too, Hoffman, thank you, Empress. Um, man, the, the, the words to, to tell our sister, man, that she's not alone, you know, and oftentimes when we start going through that, that consciousness walk, um, on, on that path, sometimes it, it, it may feel lonely to her and to others in the room. Uh, you know, people at different um, different steps, stages, and grades. I don't know why that's hit my spirit so much, uh, <laughs> but it has. <laughs> um, and you know that that you're not you're not alone because you know when you begin to to look at at the world for what it is, and and not only the world but at, at ourselves. You know, and at yourself, um, you begin to think, wow, you know, am, I, am I the only one thinking this way? Am I the only one seeing this? Am I the only one? And I'm so happy to hear that you have, you know, that community of, of uh, brothers that you've tapped into because it's it's a beautiful thing, you know, and, and continue on the path and, and know that there are others, as, as well said, that, you know, the universe will, will, send, will, will send those to connect with you. Um, just naturally, 
you know, because we're, I think that's the piece when I think about even with the dress code stuff, about, like, we're worthy. We're worthy, you know, and, and the energy and, you know, the, the universe is working, um, you know, is willing to work on our behalf. And it's us tapping into it and, and recognizing it and, and going with that. And, you know, sometimes when we begin that, that path, it's like, wow, you know, do I go down? Do I walk down this way? Do I turn around and go the other way? Um, so just know that, you know, you got the universal send, will send the help, will send what's needed and continue down the path and we're here with you. So uh, just having the love to you. So, so let's, let's, uh, uh, lovely modest emperor says, let me say this, though I wholeheartedly need brothers to collectively place sisters on an elevated pedestal and help her develop in any or every way possible because of, out of her comes us. Um, lovely modest, absolutely, um, absolutely. One question to the room, though, and I, I'd like to start with, uh, I'd like to start with the ladies and work up. So what's appropriate dress? Is a woman showing cleavage appropriate? And if so, in, in, in what, what manner of cleavage? Um, appropriate dress is a dude with a big beer belly wearing a tank top with his belly sliding over his belt, which is basically pushing his pants down. Is that appropriate? Well, yeah, I mean, because, cause, I mean, you see some dudes walking around looking disgusting too. So what's, I mean, what's appropriate and what's not? Let's be definitive. So when I spoke about like this high school mentality, like proceeding past graduation, right? Um, I feel like we have to remember that a lot of people in our communities don't necessarily go to college and in high school don't enter into the programs that teach you like oh you're gonna go to this quote-unquote uh white collar or you know this this place of school or whatever where you have to dress appropriately a lot of our people are not learning that so after 12th grade there there is no no evolution in the idea of being presentable right so what's appropriate dress? Like for me, in my house, <laughs> like we keep our heads covered. Um, that's an appropriate dress for me is like always adorning my head and keeping my crown covered so that, you know, other people's energies, me being an empath, other people's thoughts, like telepathy is real. I was in the tub and I was like, man, I feel like, and I don't know if I was projecting this thought or if I was foreseeing this thought, right? I was like, I feel like Arima or somebody might ask me up on stage. And I was like, well, if I have something to say, I'm going to just let them know to ask me up. And then Dee sent me an invite. And I was like, man, like, it's really real. Like, telepathy is real. So being able to keep my head adorned and my crown adorned so that I'm always in tune with this evolution of the mind and being able to tap into spiritually whatever it is I need to connect to through thought waves and ether patterns. Mm. As far as my body goes, like, 
cleavage and booty. You know, I did all that when I was in high school and when I was in, you know, freshman, sophomore year of college because I didn't know any better, you know. I didn't know, like, to treat myself the way I wanted other people to treat me. I feel like with women, like, even now you can be covered, but, like, the clothes are skin tight, you know. And so it's it's still presenting this message that, like, the silhouette is the ideal for men to be drawn to about how my body is shaped or how my figure is shaped. I think it's important, like, dress code of the 1950s, like, to keep yourself in loose layers. Like, if a man needs to see your body or if it comes to a time where your body is asked to be witnessed, then that's your decision. But, like they say, like, why buy the cow? We can get the milk for free, you know? Mm. When it comes to men, like, when it comes to men, like, it's important for brothers to know that Women appreciate a brother who takes care of himself. It's all about self-care. Like, how do you care for yourself? When you get up in the rising, do you wash your face? Do you brush your teeth, you know? Like, how do you want to be received when you go out into the public? Especially, like, me, when I go, like, when I travel, sometimes I'm in small towns, and, you know, there are still Europeans who turn their nose up at Asiatic people. But mm-hmm. when we go somewhere and I have on, like, a, a full caftan and my hair is my head's covered and, you know, I'm carrying myself with an air of royalty, then I get treated as such. Like, mm-hmm. people, oh, you know, they always open doors. Like, people are giving me free meals, you know. Oh, hey, don't worry about this. Like, it's just, like, if you go and you carry yourself with an air of royalty, mm-hmm. then you will get treated as such. But if you go and you have on the same time, you have on shorts, your body's not covered, your hair's not done, you're wearing a bonnet, how do you expect people to treat you, you know? Like, how do you want to be received? And then, like, <laughs> as a culture of people, like, we have the nerve to get an attitude when we're mistreated. But we don't move forward with the ideas, like, I, I, I won't know you by the way you speak. If I see you, you know, you're going to be judged first off of the way that you're seen or the way you're dressed. Like, you're going to be judged first because I see you first. I don't hear you first. We don't have a conversation first. You're seen first. So when the public sees you, they're going to treat you the way that you appear as opposed to, like, waiting to hear your conversation and say, oh, you know, this is an intellectual being. They're not going to say that. They're not going to give you the chance or the opportunity to present yourself verbally if you're not dressed in an aesthetic that allows you to be perceived that way. Like, when I walk into a room, Oh, they waited for me to say something. Like they can't wait to hear me speak because of the way I dress. Like they want to say, they want to see, like what comes out of the mouth of this one, you know. Mm. So, I think it's important to make sure that your body is adorned. If you see yourself in such a manner, in a spiritual way, this is the last thing I want to say because I heard Dwayne talk about perfection. And I think that there's a duality to that word because we've been taught in these different schools of thought, these different religions that, you know, we're sinners first, you know. And so because we were taught that, like, as a class of people, we're moving that way with that center energy. And we've been taught that we're imperfect. 
because we've been taught to go with the ego and with the flesh first. But when we turn that on its head and we bring the perfection back inward and understand that our spirits and our minds and our souls are perfect before they were dissolved into the the lower entities or the lower energies, when we allow ourselves to move in the perfection of our spirit, then we'll be perceived that way. But if we continue to not honor ourselves spiritually in a way that shows how we're evolving as a people, then we'll always be treated as a lower class. So, you know, cover hmm. your bodies, you know, walk, walk with an air of royalty and Treat yourself the way you want people to treat you. If you don't want people to treat you like skunk or trash or gunk on the bottom of a shoe, then don't treat your body that way and dress yourself in that way. So, 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 Oracle, yeah, real quick, Oracle, real, uh, real quick, then yes. we can get to uh, Simone. So you're saying that the you're saying that I just want to make sure I'm hearing this right. Um, you're saying that the woman who's got the Daisy Dukes on with the ass cheeks hanging out, showing all the cleavage. You're saying that brothers aren't actually pulling up on her, having a Malcolm X, Asada Shakur, and conversation about the nine minor chakras and the 21, or nine major chakras and the 21 minor? You say they're not really going to pull up on her to have those type of conversations? It's my impression that the sister who dresses that way is not going to receive the brother is having the Asada Shakur conversation. <laughs> okay. They're going to receive the brother with the camera out. Like, okay, your booty's out. Let me see you twerk. That's what they're going to receive. And I'm saying that from experience because it happened to me, you know, back in those days. Mm -hmm. And of course, like, even though I dressed like that, I still had enough class about myself to say, like, no, I'm not going to shake my butt for you. But I was received that way because of how I was dressed. Right. And when I learned that, then I'm like, okay, I want to be treated differently, so I'm going to dress differently. So yeah, I mean, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think unless it's unless it's you or Dee, and you pull them up like grabbing a sister by the elbow, like he says, you know, can I tell you how you dressing like this is not really, you know, whatever. So it just depends on what brother is approaching her. If I guess I would say that. Got you. Um, Simone, we want to get to you and then the men. Uh, but um, Empress K over here says, Empress K730 says, it can be wintertime here. I'm fully covered and men still act the same. I think it's what's in your head. Hmm. She says she can be fully covered and men is still savages. They still coming at it. Um, okay. I, I, I can't disagree with you. I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a woman, so I, but I, 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 I've seen women fully dressed and there are some ignorant men out here. So I, I get that. Uh, Simone, do you want to add? Um, I'll add and I'll be short and sweet. I just want to say just from experience and from my lifestyle that I live, you know, um, I'm not a person that always dresses myself covered from head to toe. I'm a very flamboyant person at times. It just depends on the mood that I'm in. But I get I get hollered at and I get, you know, accosted by men, whether I'm in sweat sweatpants and a t shirt or whether I'm in, you know, my, my jean shorts and, you know, a cut off top, you know, it's I get the same reaction. 
as far as addressing me and it's never on a disrespectful level but when they speak to me they realize that they cannot they they cannot have a mindset to be able to disrespect me mm. I, I don't allow that i don't allow that in the way that i speak to them because i respect them and i don't allow them to disrespect me because of any kind of thing that they may think on the onset um i know that you know a, appearance matters but whenever you come with the mouthpiece that I have and, and whenever you walk with the kind of standards that I walk with, like I don't I don't have the slouching shoulders, I don't have the sunken head, I don't have any of that. I walk as if you should put you should respect me whenever you speak to me. Mm. So man so no matter what I have on, you do see royalty. You don't see a person that's slacking in anything. Mm. Um, and then when I open my mouth it's even more to give. So it's not as if I'm dressing for anybody or anything. I dress for, for myself. I look in the mirror, and if I'm comfortable that day and, and what I have on, I'm not dressing for anybody's public. And it's a difference in the mindset of a lot of, a lot of women where they dress because they want to be seen. They want to. They think that that's, they, that's the best thing that they have to offer. Or, you know, they're trying to dress to appeal what is the most popular thing. Whereas, though, whenever I get dressed, it's because how is Simone feeling today? Mm. Do I feel like I want to, you know, have on my, my joggers and my sneakers and my wife beater and come out in my new energy and, you know, you know, go out there and do my best thing? Or do I want to come out there and, you know, some, some leggings and a flip-flop and, you know, Something that's, you know, not as loose, but I'm not showing anything. I'm not giving the impression that, you know, I am giving off sex. I'm giving off who I am and what I'm feeling for that day. And it, 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 I think that it really carries on whenever that person who is even trying to approach you is able to speak with you. Because not everybody feels comfortable speaking to somebody who is already covered up. They may feel like you're shy or you're not, you're not approachable. Or that person who is totally flamboyant and has their ass out and their boobs out. And it's like, well, maybe I'm not good enough for her. But whenever you carry yourself in a certain esteem, mentally, it shows on the outside. Mm. And then you're able to also speak to people. You're able to be approachable. And I think I'm approachable to everybody. And so I just I just dress on on how I feel for the for the day, whatever the temperature is. You know, I'm just dressing for myself. I'm dressing for who I am and 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 who I'm giving up. But my mouth is way bigger than my appearance. And if you're able to even get in contact with me, because I'm not easily accessible. Having on Daisy Dukes and and a tank top doesn't mean that you're easily accessible. It doesn't mean that you can have access to me. It means you see something nice, you like it, and that's cool, but you don't have access to me because I may not be that girl. I just dress like this for the day because this is how I feel. Mm. Okay. Um, uh, so, real quick question. Keep, keep that thought, D, because I want to get to you, but real quick question to both you and Oracle. Um, for the women that... For the women that do selfies, for the women that do selfies and post them, and let's say those women do 15 selfies and nine of them are showing their butt 
and the others are in a provocative pose and it's showing cleavage or whatever. It's some, something tight. Um, out of 10 women who say that they're not doing it for attention, how many of them are lying? Out of 10 women who post those pics on social media who say that I'm they're not doing it for attention. Honestly, I'm going to tell you honestly, eight of them are lying. <laughs> and I'm saying that because a lot of people are not real on their own thoughts. They're real on what is publicized. Mm. Okay. And if, um, you know, some, you know some, let me even say eight. I want to say about six of them women are strictly doing it for attention. I want to say four of them are really just for the wholehearted fact that they just are feeling themselves and they just want to take pictures and that's what they use their Instagram for because not everyone uses their platform for a purpose. It's just for selfies and likes. And that's not a purpose to me. I mean, if you if you have content, you have a message, then, then that's the purpose. But if it's just for likes and for you, you know, to be able to feel yourself, then that's cool too. But that's what they're doing that for. But there's a lot of women who are doing it strictly for the fact of, of getting attention. And I don't, I don't know who they're getting attention for. Maybe it may be somebody who they're dealing with or who you know, they, they want attention from to, to deal with. I just feel like that may be their purpose. Well, I mean, if they're doing it for likes, if they're doing it for likes, isn't that attention? Yeah, that is attention. But I mean, but sometimes the, the attention is different. Gotcha. You know, I feel like the attention may be different in a way that you're doing it because the social media was built for that. You know, it was built for you just to, you know, build a, a following and you're trying to build a following so you want the likes. And it's not because of how can I word this? I don't know. Maybe I'm writing it wrong. I don't want to do that. Um, okay, so so over here on IG, I am Mary says all of them are doing it. Afro Latina says all of them are doing it. Lovely Modest says nine of them are doing it. Lena says, uh, Lena Abacina says nine of them. Empress K says all of them. Um, so I, I so go ahead, Oracle. I think like we shouldn't. Um, misconstrue the concepts of attention and intention. They're all doing it for attention. Every last one of them. But what is the intention behind seeking the attention? Mm. Because like the sister was saying, you know, a lot of people, like let's say one of the sisters is a workout guru, you know, and she wants to show how you could get get the the, the the glutes from doing the squats or the lunges or whatever the workout may be, you know, like the pelvic thrusts. So her, you know, her motive behind that, her intention for doing the, the, the glute shots is to promote these certain exercises. Whereas if they're just strictly doing it for attention with no intention, then yeah, there's a difference between the two because it's important to know like mm. you breaking up you breaking up Empress. Oh I moved it, okay. I was saying that the guy Simone was saying her words very gracefully and correctly because 
social media was created to draw attention to the platform that you're on. So whoever is posting whatever, they are doing it for the attention. And the attention that they receive is in the form of clicking the heart, clicking the like button. But what is the intention behind what's being posted and what's being stated under the post? So, yeah. Well, and, and, and also the other thing is outside of the likes is that DM too. But uh, D, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, because people getting in them DMs too. Yeah, I'm to get them DMs. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, D. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, now I, 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 so so th this is a great conversation. You know what I'm saying? Well said, Simone. And, and you know, I respect you, you know, communicating um, your perspective so, so well. Um, I, so, from my perspective, the way I see it is, I would say that all 10 is doing it out of attention. Um, and although the platforms were created for the sake of getting attention, um, that that's the case for anything. When you walk out your house, you know you're going to get attention. You know what I'm saying? Attention doesn't have to be um, lustful attention. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, a, a low vibrational attention. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, uh, any type of, uh, you know, a specific type of attention. Uh, so what we're trying to do is get attention for the sake of um, communicating something. So it's really about communication and connection. And so just like in real life, you know, when you throw a pebble out into the ocean, those ripples, you know, those, those ripples can come back as a tidal wave. That's the way energy moves. That's the way energy works. You know, it's the universe is responding to what you're putting out. And so... It's really just about being aware of what it is that you're trying to get back from the universe when you communicate with it. Mm. And so also the next the next point I wanted to make is when you do these things, just like uh, if we were in a, in a village setting, which we all, you know, which we come from, you know, our, the way that we live indigenously is it's communally. You know what I'm saying? We, we live, you know, with the concept of Ubuntu. You know, I am because you are. I am because we are, you know what I'm saying? And so just like if you were in a village and a woman was outside uh, drawing the attention, uh, you know, through the display of her body, um, and in a way that's more revealing than the average woman would, uh, the community will hold that woman accountable and be like, hold on, can, you know, can you, can you put your clothes on? We got kids out here. We got elders out here. You know, we got people that ain't, that ain't out here for that. You know, whatever. And so the community would be holding people accountable in that way. So we're so torn from that to where everybody's got their own plight. everybody got their own justification for what they do. And can't nobody tell them nothing. And so now we have a society where I can't speak up and say that this is not just my opinion. This is the way that we're rearing our children, you know, among the masses in front of the whole world. You know, you got... You got an open platform for the whole world to see. And we have the opportunity to communicate so much, to teach so much, to touch so many people. We got the opportunity to make money in so many ways instantly. So much we can do with these platforms. And I think the most simple cop-out way to use it is just to show how good you look. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I, I just think that that's something that we all have to like, check with ourselves. What is our intention? You know, what is it? What's the point of just using this platform? What's this tool being used for? I can take a hammer right now and go bust a hole in every wall I see, break every window, every car, 
slash every tire, whatever I want to do with this hammer. Or I can take it outside and I can build an entire community with it. You know, and that's what social media is. It's a tool. The way that we present ourselves, you know, we, we can use that as a means to an end. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's, that's how we should be thinking about the way we, rep, we uh, represent ourselves. God damn, D on fucking point. Oh my goodness. Wow. That's that that's heavy. Go ahead, uh, Simone. I know you wanted to say something, and then we gotta get to wealth and uh K Ring. I'm just gonna be really quick. I wanna um I don't really have anything to say. I wanna thank Oracle for stepping in because she was she heard me so well and what I said and was able to communicate um, what I was actually trying to say. Um, and I just want to thank you for being so tapped in, Queen. That's all. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, you you, you both, uh, Oracle, that was, that was heavy. Uh, attention and intention. That was, that, that, that was deep. Um, that's why we love you on this platform. Uh, you, you bring a you bring a different you bring a you bring a different twist to it and, and, and it and it's so factual. Um what was the book, D or Wealth? Uh Men are from Venus, Women are from Mars, something like that. That that might be a that might be a good book yeah. to be. That yeah. might be a good read, a good that book. Really was a good book. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Um Wealth and then K Reem. This is great. I know wealth is about to <laughs> go ahead, brother. No, no, but believe, believe it or not, peace, family, believe it or not, uh, I actually had to step away from the phone briefly. I had to go put my hands on something real quick to uh, uh, take care of some business. But I did wanted to share something, though, in terms of uh, what I was able to catch because I kept listening, coming back to listening real quick. But I, I want to share a personal, personal story. Um, like, for most of my life, you know, I, I grew up wearing, like, like you know, casual, casual hoodwear, right? Um even when I was in the military, I get off or get out the uniform. I'm back in my casual hoodwear. And um, when I came into the field of finance, say about five and a half years ago, um, that was really the first time where I started consistently dressing uh, more professional. I know there's going to be the people that say, oh, you know, this is not about the European standard or any of that. I'm talking about how image affects uh, mindset, right, and also environment, right? So I, I started wearing, uh, you know, the button-up shirts and, you know, the slacks and stuff like that and the ties, you know, more often than not. And something amazing happened because I used to always be on guard. Like, everybody was always, you know, I was always on guard because that, that was the energy I drew to me, right? And um, when I started dressing like that, I realized that even when I was in the hood, that energy wasn't coming my direction no more. Like, it, 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 it got reduced significantly to where it was, like, minuscule, mm. right? And in so doing, I kind of achieved a different level of peace, right? And, and, and I felt different. Like, I felt, I, I, I felt more empowered, right? And it had nothing to do with how, how I want to be, be it's, it's not about the people, it's about how, how I'm experiencing that experience, right? I felt empowered, which caused my behavior to change my personal image to change right and and i realized for the first time really on a deep level there is a correlation between how i present myself and the reality that i experience 
right? Mm. A comedian said it the funniest, and he said it the best. You know, if you go out dressing like a fireman, don't get mad when people run up to you and ask you to put a fire out, mm. right? So there is, you know, I know we live, they encourage us to live in a real disconnected from logic, make-believe land, where I can do anything, I can do whatever, and nothing is, is, is going to change, but that's not the reality of things, right? People are visual, and they treat you, the first impression people get is what they see. Before they can find out what's in your mind, what's in your heart, the first impression most people get is what they see, right? And and the way that you present yourself really does set a bar on how you want to be treated, right? It, there's a correlation. We can't get away from it, right? And there's always going to be small exceptions to the rule, right? But when you're looking at the majority, the majority of people are going to treat you based on how you present yourself. Right. So I just wanted to share my own personal experience and, and say that, listen, you know, it don't take my word for it. You know what I mean? Give it a try. If you've never done it before, give it a try. Give it a try for like a week, a month. And and and, and if you don't agree, then do what you want to do, you know, but but don't prejudge it. Don't don't find excuses to stay in the, in the place where you're comfortable. Get uncomfortable for a little bit and you may discover a whole new reality that you like better. Well, that is that is that is facts. That is facts. I've done that, um, especially when I was in corporate. Um, I was I was more more uh, suits, slacks, tie. That sort. Of, and, and you're absolutely right. Um, the 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 low vibrational negative energy is is so much, is so minuscule. Um, even in even in the roughest areas. It's so minuscule, even in the roughest areas, like it's a it's 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 a hell of a flip. Um, the next question, and then we want to get to you, uh, Kareem. Um, does do does the individual does the individual because as adults, adults will say, well, we should be able to do what the fuck we want when we want, how we want. We're adults. Um And many leave out black adults, they will leave out the part about the system of white racism and how it continues to perpetuate our genocide. But they will say we should be able to do what we want. Does the individual have an obligation to the community? And what I mean by that is at the end of the day. um, Those the, the sisters who twerked on that goddamn cop car. And that video went out to the rest of the world. It doesn't matter that I don't know them as a black man. It doesn't matter that there's no personal connection with us. But that Chinese man, that Indian man, that European man, that, that, that Arab man, in their mind is that black men are weak you got your women out here doing this. So if you can't even protect your women or stop them from doing this, then we know you can't stop us when we rape them. We know that you can't stop us when we exploit them. We know that you can't stop us when we make them the biggest consumers in our stores. We know that you can't stop us. You can't stop us from coming into your communities to snatch them because you can't stop them from twerking. You can't stop them from from the way they dress. You're a divided community. And as long as we know that you're a divided community, therefore, you have no control in your community. 
Is that true or not? That's real shit. Real shit, Yarema. K-Ring. Yeah, man. Wow. That That's... That's real shit. <laughs> you just said that's real shit. You know, um, I think it's recognizing that um, our, our our personal brand has an impact on on our collective brand. You know, mm. that our personal brand has an impact on our collective brand. And so that's the thing that we, we got to recognize. You know, uh, secondly, in regards to our personal brand, that that's the real thing, as you all have been saying. You know, I do that. So as part of Righteous Minds, we, we one of the first things is we we speak about personal branding. And there's a book called The Ten Ks of Personal Branding um, that I think everybody should should give a give a read. Um, and in in the book, um, it's what Oracle said that it, when she said it, just totally blew, blew my mind. You know, as you repeat it, what is the intention for seeking the atten- for seeking the attention? Um, and we think about this a lot in this room, our need to be more intentional. You know, as a community, our, yeah, I think even this conversation tonight, right, it's, a, it's about our need to be intentional, and even our, our personal brand has to be intentional. As Oracle said earlier, when she's going into these smaller towns or when she's moving around for her work, um, you know, the way that her personal brand impacts the things, how she's treated out in the world. She moves like an empress and carries herself and dresses like an empress. It has real life implications, right? Likewise, as you all just said, when you were in corporate and your wing said, you know, when you got into the finance world and, and the way that he dressed, and that's been my experience as well. You know, I, I was, I was like, wow. Um, it, it really does have an impact. And so the thing about the personal brand is it starts with us knowing ourselves. It starts with us saying, you know, I'm going to step back and say, who the hell am I? And how do I want the world to see me? Right? And oftentimes I think part of what, what this entire discussion we're having tonight as a community is, is that, you know, how do we want to be viewed at, in, in the world? And it has real-world implications, as you just said. The Chinaman, the Arab, the, the white man, they'll, they'll look at us and, and say it. So we got to recognize, and, and that doesn't give away our power. That actually helps us to acquire, maintain, and protect our power. Mm. This, is, this is who we are. This is how we want to be represented in the world. And this is how we're going to represent ourselves in the world because this is, this is what we want y'all to know and see as to who we are, right? Because we have control over that. And so that's the thing that we have to recognize. And again, that, that our personal brand impacts our collective brand. And so all of that movement in regards to the clothes that you put on, in regards to the, the things that you put into our, our mind and our children's minds, it's all based upon us taking back that power to say we do have control over that and and we were we we can do that and we got to take the time we got to put in the effort um and once we do it 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 does have the 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 implications and it does have the things that the goals that we want we can actually achieve those goals so 
to, to bring it all home, I think it's, it's essential that we recognize that, you know, in, in our selection of clothing for the young ladies and for ourselves as well, uh, not only the selection, but about how we put it together, you know, and then once we got it on, how we move, and then once we're moving, you know, and, and we're seeing then what's coming out of our mouths, like all of those things have to be intentional. And, and, and why? Because they're all a, a signal to the world as to what our self-worth is. Not what our self-esteem is, what our self-worth is. Mm. Because we can, we can esteem ourselves off of everything, and that's what part of the problem is. We're esteeming ourselves off of, you know, what's out there and what this one thinks or what that one thinks, as opposed to what we know what we are worth. And when we know what we are worth, and, and again, we're intentional about that, then in the way we dress and all of the things that come with that, uh, we govern ourselves accordingly. Thank you for your time. Hey, um, yes, to, sir. To, uh, I, I want to get the IG family involved, too. So Afro-Latina, as far as the uh, selfies and stuff, Afro-Latina says it has been proven it's a virtual safe space without judgment, which is destroying our women and girls. Um, I am Mary Ann. I want to get a consensus from the, from the, from the family on the stage, but I am Mary Ann says anyone who uses IG or social media to just post their own pics is a sign of narcissism. Hmm. What do you all feel about that? Wow. That's facts. Hmm. I agree. And, and, and the reason, the reason why I agree is because, uh, First of all, that you know the the create a bunch your of physical representation of yourself should be the tip of the iceberg as it pertains to you know who you are as a person, you know. And so to only present yourself as a physical being, have y'all ever seen? Have y'all ever seen that movie Zoolander? Oh yeah, it's an old movie, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an old movie with Ben Stiller. Yeah. Oh yeah. Alright, yeah, he's like a model and like he <laughs> he's got this extremely superficial personality, like dude just he's always posing and shit. Like he's just always posing. He's a he's a he's a fucking dimwit. Um the reason why I brought it up is because that's how I see the mentality of of a lot of people these days. Like even just not even just when it comes to social media, but the way that people are presented where, you know, their whole face is hiding underneath a, a a two-inch thick mask of makeup, you know, and they got, you know, a, a hair hat that's, you know, blonde and hanging down to their kneecaps and shit. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, they, they, they're presenting themselves just with this false physical representation or whatever. Um, and and it's so superficial that they can feel it themselves. You know, mm. and, and, and I've... I've, I've I've been in a position where I was into, you know, name brands and I had the, the money to be able to afford it. And, you know, I would step out, you know, with certain types of outfits on. And I remember the type of attention that I got and, I, and the way I felt, like how people were looking at me because of my outfit. You mm. know what I'm saying? I step in knowing I'm the best dressed person in the room and you get this certain type of attention. And it's, and anybody that knows how to read energy, you know, you know what I mean by that, by this attention where you know these people are looking at you because of what they see. You know what I mean? How good it looks to them. And, you know, I remember the way that that made me react to, to like, the way I kept my conversations very light. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I try to, 
keep my conversation short and move on to the next person because I was getting too much attention from too many people for some, for something so superficial. You know what I mean? And so, um, you know, that's that's kind of how I see it. It's like, you know, I, I kind of notice the shift in the energy of a woman when after she puts some eyelashes on or puts the fucking wig on. You know what I mean? Like I, I notice the shift in energy that she knows that, you know, she's getting all of this superficial attention. And I just don't think it's, it's as... I don't think it's as unintentional as people try to make it seem. You know, I think that when people post selfies and that's all they post, I think that's very intentional. I think that's very much, look at me, I'm cute. Look at me, I'm cute. Look at me, I'm pretty. Look at me. And it's just a constant, um, it's a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Kind of like a, you know, a scapegoat. You know, it's an avoidance technique so that they don't have to show any depth or any any personality behind that shit. D, address this. Uh, D address this real quick um, Lovely Modest says I disagree I post my weaknesses my good and bad I post all my character Shady Shanty said she didn't agree with that either but I don't know why well, well, that's, well, well no you just I mean the sister just said it she said she posts her good her bad and her, and her character and that's not you know that's that that's not the same you know what I mean that, that you're not just posting selfies just to be posting selfies you're posting the good the bad you're posting some real life shit and so that's kind of what I'm talking about, like the, you know, the, the fact that people, it's, it's narcissistic not to be doing that if the only thing you do is present, you know, pictures of your, your face and your body for the sake of just showing how good you look. Mm. And I mean, does that not come off as the, to, the, to the sisters? Does that not come off as superficial for somebody to just be posting, you know, pictures to show how good they look? And I, I want to go ahead, well, but it keep. I want to get Bola Neely, Bola Neely, because she just came in, and I'm I'm gonna. You all can hold the room, but I, I got to get off here in a minute. But I want to get to her as well. Go ahead, well. I'll make it real short. If you just understand, if we just understand the story of Nars, uh, the, the, the where this where the word narcissistic came, uh, the the story, the Greek story of. Uh, Narc- I can't say that word properly. I get tongue-tied, but you know what I'm talking about. The root word of narcissistic, nar- narcissistic. You see, there you go. It's starting to happen. But you know that individual, right? Um, the story of him was he fell in love with his image, right? Yeah. Absolutely fell in love with his reflection. And the thing about someone that's narcissistic is that they're so in love with their image that anything that they perceive as an attack on that image, they will violently defend against. Right. Mm. So, I mean, someone that's that's narcissistic constantly uh, posting pictures because the whole they need the whole world to to fall in love with them the way they fall in love with themselves. Right. It's a need. Right. It's just like an addiction. Right. It, that That's a weakness in character. Right. The whole world doesn't need to see this. The social media thing uh, convinces us that the whole world needs to see every detail or many details about your life. And the truth is, a lot of those things are supposed to be intimate things that you share with the people that are intimately close to you in your life. And I'll leave it at that. Mm. Um, so what's the verge of because uh, Lovely Modest, I, I, I agree. Lovely Modest says, I do love me, though. I really do. Um, I agree. Lovely modest. I love me too. Uh, but there's a, I, that doesn't fall into the line of narcissism. Um, lo- Self love is, is, is important. <laughs> if you can't, you can't love outside of yourself. If you definitely can't love inside of yourself. So uh, Bola, Bola Neely, uh, please Empress. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and I just wanted to contribute to the conversation. I've been listening for a while and um, 
I definitely think that there's a thin line between narcissism and self-love. And if a person is going to post a bunch of pictures of, of themselves, then that's more so narcissism and basically them having feeling some sort of insecurity or, or lack of self in love actually, because they're looking for validation from outside. They're looking for the likes, the approvals, the com comments, and the DMs, and all of this stuff. Otherwise, they wouldn't feel the need to display themselves in, a, in that way. You know, when you love yourself, then you're, you don't need outside validation to sort of affirm what you already know, you know. And, and I, for me, it's actually like I sometimes feel uneasy when people put too much attention in terms of my outer self because... I know that, you know, the body is like, it's, I look at it as basically like a temple. It's, a, it's the house that we live in, but I know that I'm not my body. You know, I know that I live in my, my body, I'm my soul, you know? Mm. So when people, when people put that sort of focus on the outer, to me, it's kind of like you're reducing yourself because you're putting attention on something that's physical when you're a spiritual being. So um, I, I just find it, I find it problematic, but um, I just wanted to, I have my two cents in terms of yeah, it's definitely narcissist narcissism, and um, it's it, it can be very detrimental, you know, to to people. Like I don't know if you heard the story about um, I think it was like twenty eight or almost thirty women that were flying from Dominican Republic to Atlanta because they went to go do surgery. They went to go do the Brazilian butt lift, and you know, and this is where all of this like you know outside validation and this like you know lack of self love sort of leads to. It's like you know. They, some people may argue, oh, you know, they're doing it because they want to feel good. But I don't think so. You know, they want that attention. They want, you know, whether it's attention from other women, you know, telling them they look beautiful or from, you know, males that are, you know, like um, hollering at them and everything like that. So I feel like, yeah, that, that's something that is basically putting their life at risk. So it's just kind of like, where does it end? So we do need to sort of look at self-love and, you know, just... Like, the body is a beautiful thing, yes. You know, you can dress it up. You can have love for yourself, but, you know, don't reduce yourself to just your outer appearance because you're worth way more than that. Thank you. Yes, Sister, yes. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. Uh, Indeed. Well said. Well said. Yeah, facts. I appreciate that. Um, I am Marianne. says, self-love doesn't require external validation. You know who you are, and it's enough. Agreed. Anybody else want to add? No, I'm I'm, I'm cool. Um, I just I wanted to um, I just wanted to thank uh, I wanted to thank thank uh, the Empress. Uh, Bo, I'm sorry, Bola Nile. Bola Nile, thank you. Bola, Bola Nile, I apologize. Um, uh, and, and Oracle, you know what I mean. I appreciate y'all y'all's perspective and and um, you know bringing that balance to this conversation. You know, it was. It was definitely necessary but um you know the last thing i want to say is just you know that whole piece about you know us not being our bodies um you know we, we we're, we're souls you know that inhabit these bodies and we over identify with them you know when we attach ourselves you know to the ego and i think that's that's really the the bigger problem is that we've been reduced to a level you know because of this this uh individualistic type of society that we're in, you know, it is all about the I, 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 and the me, 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 and you can easily swipe and delete anything that don't agree, mm. you know, and, 
you just box yourself into this thing where you could justify whatever the fuck you want to do. You know, no matter no matter what it is, no matter what kind of weird kink you might be into, no, no matter what it is, you can find the community out here somewhere that will, uh, you know, encourage you to keep doing that shit. Mm. You know what I mean? And so um, we just got to remember that, you know, and as long as we're existing in a paradigm that we know is, is, uh, is edifying to our culture and, and something that's, you know, propelling us into the future, into a healthy future. As long as we know that we're creating that paradigm for ourselves, you know, the best that we can do is usher those who are seeking such a paradigm, usher them into it. You know what I'm saying? Usher them into a higher state of consciousness. Um, and, and those who, who are stuck on this, on this third dimensional plane, um, like the sisters just said, you know, let them reside there. You know what I mean? <laughs> let them reside there. You know what I mean? And, 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 you know, I see everything with, 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 uh, with a uh, bird's eye view, you know, just a higher perspective from the, <clears throat> from the sense that, uh, you know, I don't think, I don't think any of where we are right now is just by happenstance. You know what I mean? Everything that's happened now is a result of strategic, um, social engineering. You know, and, and all of this shit is intentional. You know, it was always, it was all, it all, it took strategies of war to keep us, you know, in, in the state of, in, in the frame of mind that we're in now. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't by happenstance. So, you know, with that being understood, it's like, you know, it makes sense that there's so many of us that are just, you know, dumb, deaf, and blind and just with the shits when it comes to just going with the status quo. It makes sense. When we're talking about the 50s, man, you know, they're going to get a lot of work. On us since the fifties. Facts. That's a that's a long fucking that's a lot of effort you know they put into getting us where we are, and so um, you know with that in mind you know I'm just I'm glad that there's those of us here who, who survived that you know what I'm saying we're the last of a dying breed now you know it's time for us to be fruitful and multiply. So 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 D and the rest of the group and we'll kind of leave on this. I, I really don't want. To, I'm afraid to ask this question because I really got to get off. I got to get some rest, but. You you brought up you brought up something important. Um, you and uh, Bolinili, um, from from the spiritual aspect, and, and what you what you brought up uh, inside joke between you and I, D, we we like we we both taken one for the team, so to speak, <laughs> um, and <laughs> real shit, we both taken one for the team, right? As a matter of fact, we taken a couple for the team, but. So, so for the people that do the shadow work, because one thing about shadow work, one, it's not easy. It forces you to take some, 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 some looks at some deep, dark shit. It might not always be pleasant to the eye. That shit can be ugly. And in many cases, it forces you to do it alone. Because this is your individual work. This is what you must do to elevate you. And sometimes you, and many times, you share that space alone to deal with that. Do you or I or people who are doing the shadow work on an individual basis, do those people have an obligation to community when they've had to do the work Individually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so. Um, and I think that obligation is more so uh, in the, the is more so uh, by leading 
by example. You know, I think that's the, the biggest impact that we can have on the community is by um, letting our life speak, you know, letting our understanding and, and, you know, our wisdom, letting that speak through our actions and, and through our demeanor and, you know, the way that we engage those around us. You know what I mean? Um, you know, we you, you talk a lot about how, you know, we decided to take things out of social media. You know what I mean? Like you use those terms. Mm-hmm. And uh, the thing is, it's like, this isn't something that started with social media. So it isn't, it isn't like, you know, it's, you know, it's something that started in social media that we're trying to take it out of it and make it real. You know, this is some shit that's, that's real to those of us who, I feel like anybody, all of us who tapped into this conversation for all these hours, you know, especially the ones that are here regularly just like this for hours at a time to be able to build like this. You know, we're not the ones that's just tapped into this social media, you know, this, this meme culture of just reading something and, and, and believing it to be true. You know, whatever. Like, this, you know, I, I I live everything that comes out in my conversation is where I live. You know, and it's funny because today I was pulling back into my uh, <laughs> I pulled into my my parking lot and I see somebody who I followed who I've been following on IG for like three or four years. I've been following this sister for a minute, and it's the first time I've ever seen her in person. I just literally just on a random day I pulled in today, and there she go. I'm like, what the fuck? I see her face, I'm like, oh shit, that's that's what's her name. You know, I'm not gonna say her name, but the crazy thing is this. She was and then she's she's very, very vocal. She's very vocal about the same shit that we be talking about all day, every day. Like I've been following her because of that. Hmm. Now I, I, I see her and then I realize that she's sitting on somebody's lap. The lap that she's sitting on is the neighborhood tranny dude that be walking around here looking crazy. Like She's sitting on a dude's lap. But this is like a like a real life like <laughs> let me tell you something. Mm. Like this, I'm talking about, you know, when I when I say that energy, like she be that energy on social media. Yeah. Like for real. Like I never would have thought. I never would have thought she be talking about these bitch ass niggas out here that's feminized in DC. She be talking about, you know, the, the fucking, you know, lately she been talking about, you know, the vaccine and the Fauci and the fucking yeah. you know, the uh uh the the uh the the Clintons and the Epstein shit and the baby, the fucking uh, adrenochrome harvesting, it's all everything, everything. Mm. And so to see this shit, I mean, it really did blow my mind, but then I had to snap back to it. I'm like, ah, everybody is not who they post to be. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so shout out to the real ones, you know what I'm saying? Because, uh, you know, we, we, we're the ones that really have to go out here and bear that weight, you know what I'm saying? So to answer your question, brother, I, I feel like just to go out here and to represent, you know, uh, to represent what, what we're about, you know, and to do so without having to, to, to preach to everybody, you know what I mean? Because everybody ain't ready for it. We can't cast pros amongst swine and expect something to happen. You know what I mean? So I, I just I just think to to walk in that glow, you know, and, and make sure that, you know, when it is time to represent, you know, verbally, you know, to, to speak up on the shit that we do so with intention. Thanks, bro. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Totally agree. I, I pulled a, a Yurima on that one. You're like, everyone's not who they're supposed to be. I said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, D was nice. Yeah, that was nice. I agree. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Another thing I was going to say as well, D, is um, you have to write that line down. I, 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 me, me, me. 
swipe and delete all that doesn't agree and like put that in the piece, you know. Um, but I, I thought about that when I said it, guys. Yes, that's a good one, bro. Write it down. Carry on. <laughs> um, I'm real big on etymology, so I looked up this word obligation, and it's a noun, circa 1300, a binding pledge, a binding pledge, commitment to fulfill a promise or meet conditions of a bargain from old French obligation, obligation, duty, responsibility, early 13th century, and that directly from Latin, obligationem, nominative, and engaging or pledging, literally a binding, or rarely using this in this sense, noun of action, a noun of action, a noun of action, to bind, bind up, bandage, or put under obligation, the notion of binding with promises or by law or duty. So immediately I began to, of course, a noun of action, right? So those of us who are actively doing the shadow work, who have done the shadow work, and are pulling ourselves from these depths that we've been buried under with, you know, uh, integration, the women's movement, all of these things that put us into this idea of separation from the community. It says a binding, this word obligation, like do we have an obligation to our community? It's a commitment to fulfill a promise and meet conditions. It's a, it's a commitment from us like, mm. I, I, um, I really enjoy like the text from Noble Girardi like every living thing is bound by cords to uh, every other, other living, living thing. thing. <laughs> yep. So if I'm bound by cords, like D said earlier, I exist because we exist. We exist because I exist. So I definitely think that there is an obligation to the community through our binding, through our spiritual contracts, through our spiritual obligation as ones who transcend, like, if I climb this 12-step ladder, I can't just get up there and step off and just, you know, soar on. I have to, like, turn back and reach my hand down to pull up my brothers, to pull up my sisters, you know, so that we can all move into this spiritual evolution realm together. And it's important for us to, like you said, like, practice that. Like, not just be that or draw that attention with no intention on social media and then in the community sitting and bopping with everything that we say we stand against it's important for us to not just save face but to be the face that we say we are so that we can save others it's important for us to continue to like just walk what we say and in the in the words that we speak, just be that which we voice. Like, it doesn't make sense to just stand on the corner and point the way. <laughs> mm. Like the prophet said, like, we have to go that way. We can't be that block of wood that stands on the corner and say, hey, go this way. But we ourselves are not going that way. Like, I have to be able to go that way so that those following me can see clearly that my footprints went that way. This is the way to go. Like, this is how we mm -hmm. will will survive and this is how we'll thrive and i think it's important like for a community not only to 
be that representation in the community, but to create the community that will move in that direction. Like, this is us actively creating a community of like-minded individuals, like-spirited individuals that are able to come together and actually draw that for the sake of, you know, creating a new heaven and a new earth. So, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that, Empress. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Uh, family, I have to get ready to get off. Um, if, if, D, if you want to hold it, we can. Otherwise, I'm going to shut the room down. Uh, it has been a great conversation, great topic. We didn't get to critical race theory, but I want to get to that topic um, at a later date. So we definitely want to touch into that. But this has been awesome. Uh, a lot learned, um, a lot of information passed, a lot of uh, uh, good uh, great information. Thanks. Thank you, Wealth, for the topic uh, for tonight because you presented it, and I think it was well worth it. Uh, probably one of our better topics as far as engagement, um, and I'm very appreciative of that. We, uh, we, yeah, I thank you so much. So, with that said, family, I'm getting up out of here. I got an early day tomorrow, and I got a, I got a uh, trip I'm taking. So, uh, peace, love, and light to the family, and love you all. Hey, me too. Yeah, but I would, I would keep the room open, but I'm tired as hell myself, so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and tap out with you, man. But uh, yeah. much love to the family, man. Peace, y'all. Thank y'all for the conversation. Thank you. Great hearing from you, Bolanile. Yes, likewise. Thank you, everyone, for your contribution. Have a good I want to say, yeah, reiterate, awesome build, awesome build. Um, I had to multitask here at the end, but I, I do want to give credit where credit is due and, you know, say that that topic, um, I, I can't take all the credit for that topic. Um, I actually bounced that off my queen and through a brief discussion, you know, she, she helped me to come up with that, with, with, with that topic. So, you know, when the black man and the black woman uh, combine, you know, great things happen. Awesome. Thank you for that wealth. And tell the queen we love her too. Thank you. Thank her for us. Uh, and with that said, we are out. Peace, family. Peace, love, and Look it up. Lord, individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Diang. Cindy On the wake up. Hey, Yurima Karama here with a quick infomercial, and I have a question for you. Are you tired of social media outlets that block real content? I mean, are you tired of your favorite internet truth teller getting blocked or put in Fedbook jail? Tired of making a comment and the algorithm quickly deems your comment to be offensive and takes it down? I mean, are you tired of making a post and a fact check pops up, making it look like your info isn't accurate, and then it turns out that the fact check is actually the lie? Are you tired of seeing white people get by with racist commentary or post and they never get blocked, but unapologetically black truth tellers are always having their videos taken down? Tired of having to wait a month or seven days or 14 days for your favorite social media truth teller to get their page back up because white-owned social media outlet owners take their content down whenever they feel like it? Tired of black people getting on white-owned social media outlets and finding out that the outlet is making billions of dollars, but you don't get one red cent of that money? Well, if you're really tired, then you should do as I did and make the switch. Yeah. 
Come on over to otwtube.com where your content and comments are actually accepted. Also, get the Eurema Karam app where you can stay up to date on real truth that lamestream media intentionally hides from you. Come on over to sites that accept you being unapologetically black. I mean, come on over to sites that love you being free to express yourself. This is why I took my aboriginal indigenous melanated ass on over to OTWTube, because I recognize the importance of freedom of speech. I recognize that I would be doing my ancestors a tremendous disservice if I stayed a slave on social media outlets that want to dictate what I say and when I can actually say it. If you're tired like I am, then make the switch now to OTWTube.com and get the Yurima Karama app. Tap into the truth, because that's what you deserve. I am Yurima Karama, and I approve this message.